Are you ready? This coverage is live and uncensored, so if you have any small children present, you may want to have them leave the room. What's up, folks? My Take Radio, episode 63, for Thursday, October 28, 2010. The music you just heard was the Street Fighter II, Frets of Fury. The artist is Vertex Guy, and you can download that and any of the other themes used in previous episodes at ocremix.org. The letter O, the letter C, remix.org. The call-in number is 347-324-3541. Again, that number is 347-324-3541. All right, let's talk a little bit of housekeeping first. Of course, there was a little bit of a hiatus last week, um, simply because we were covering the Engadget uh, reader meetup in the city. It was done at the Escape Lounge on 42nd and 11th and 12th. I got to attend the event with Slick, and we got to see some really great technology being displayed, stuff from Sony like the Sony Move, um, some great presentations from Mitsubishi with some of their new TVs, Roku, Sprint, who sponsored the event. Um, we saw some stuff from Sony, RIM, and just overall a really great presentation. There was a couple of things, I think, that considering that it was done in a, in a nightclub-style venue, it was good and bad, and the fact that it was open to the public was also good and bad. It was good because it gave a chance for, for like-minded individuals to exchange ideas, but... On the flip side, um, definitely a lot of people just trying to score some free shit. But I'll talk about that later on in the broadcast. Uh, tonight I'm going to be joined by the amazing Red. He's the former X Division champion and current TNA wrestler for the TNA promotion. He should be calling in probably by 11.15, 11.30. And we'll be talking about TNA. We'll be talking some video games because I know he's a gamer. We'll talk some MMA. Um, we're also going to discuss a school that he is going to be opening here in New York and a couple of other things. So once he calls in, we'll jump right into that. So a couple of things uh, may fall by the wayside this week. You know how it is when we have guests. So nonetheless, if you're tur tuning in for specific segments, stick around. We're going to try and give you as much as we can, given with the time we're allotted, which, of course, is pretty much three hours. I don't think we're going to go that far, but you never know. Obviously, MyTakeRadio.com has been getting tons of content. Uh, we got stuff from Ant. Uh, my fiance Andrea posted a post regarding the stand-up WWE initiative. Um, I'm posting some stuff, and there's some stuff in the pipe as well. You can check out Ant's review of Paranormal Activity 2. Um, Slick is also going to be putting up the review for Jackass 3D, and um, that's pretty much it. We are going to get everything started with a couple of other stuff in terms of frequent posting within the next few days. I, I really want to have the Engadget post up. I just haven't had a chance to go through all the photos and um, break down all the stuff we got to review, but that should be up in a couple of weeks as well. And there's going to be a lot of we a lot of guests. It probably throughout the month of November. Um, there will be one week, obviously Thanksgiving, when uh, there is no you know there will be no show. I may do a pre-recorded show or a best of. In addition to that, 
with time permitting, I will want to discuss the upcoming Splatterhouse contest that we will be launching to get, give away some Splatterhouse t-shirts provided by West Mansion. And um, that's actually going to be the big one, one of the big gets for sure. We'll be talking about that later on in the hour. And I'm still trying to get the specifics for the contest. I'm really going to go with my initial idea. Uh, originally, we were going to do some trivia, but unfortunately, it ended up it wasn't coming together the way I wanted, so we'll probably see that with you know we'll see something similar to that before the night is over. I've been like I said, flip flopping back and forth on how I want to proceed. So stay tuned for that. Of course, the donation button is still there. The forums are very active as of late. Our Facebook fan page is slowly at 400, approaching 430 fans. The the big goal is 450. Keep spreading the word. Definitely am enjoying the great feedback I've been getting. I even got a nice fan letter from a, well, from a fan, obviously, a nice fan letter from somebody in the U.K. And um, you know what? We will discuss that after the break. I am going to bring Amazing Red on right now since he's nice and early, and we're going to get this party started. Red, you're on the air. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, dude? Am I too early? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You're good, man. You're 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 a little early, but it's no big deal. All right. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we've been tr- we've been trying to set this up for a minute, so you know, I'm, I I figured we might as well jump on it while it's hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry about that. I just can't. Uh, I'm by work still, so just taking oh, a little break. Working. Yeah. All right, cool, man. What what's up? Why are, why aren't you down in in, in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they didn't use me this week, but um, I'm still uh, working other places and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I, I, like, I've been seeing I've, I've been seeing you keeping busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I'm still suffering uh, the bad cutter that uh, Robbie E gave me. Still hurt. Ah, nice. <laughs> well, well, well. Are you are uh, is that is that fifty fifty or is that or is that totally legit? <laughs> <laughs> A little fifty fifty. All right, we'll keep we'll, we'll keep it with that. Um, so, are, are are you going to be able to stay off for for most of the show, or are you under a time yeah, constraint? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Do as much as I can. So, uh, I'm just right, walking around now. All right, man. Well, whenever you say you got to go, just let me know. All right, cool. What's your limit? <laughs> yeah, it don't it don't matter, man. If you give me half hour, if you give me forty five minutes, we'll be straight. But um, you know, the, ju- just to jump right into it. Obviously, you know, you are the former X Division champion for those that are uninformed, and a lot of people are coming in that are actually huge fans of yours, so you brought a lot of people in tonight for sure. Uh, most of them are in the chat. My nephew's a huge fan. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, he, so, yeah, so he's, in, he's in there. He was totally amped when I told him you were coming on. So, you know, I, I definitely want to talk about what's going on with you and PNA. Obviously, they didn't use you this week. And, you know, I don't want to get into too much because I don't want to get you into any kind of shit. But because um, <laughs> yeah, I know, man, I see it on TV that the landscape has kind of changed a bit. You know, your your X Division title run, which I which I expected huge things from. I don't know. I don't know why they dropped the ball with that. But one thing I got to tell you, your your matches with Samoa Joe and, and Douglas Williams are, are huge favorites of mine. And your early matches were low key as well. Thank you, man. Thank you. But um, I... I I, no, go ahead, man. No, I got it. 
No, I was. I wanted to ask you uh, about. You know, you did some wrestling in Puerto Rico. You, you know, for for the hometown fans, of course. I'm I'm Puerto Rican. I I never got the opportunity to catch events in Puerto Rico. What was it like over there? Oh, Puerto Rico is completely different from uh, over here. Like um, over there, like you know, they truly believe in the good guy bad guy role. And uh, if you're a bad guy, you you really are a bad guy. Like you can't be seen at all with now <laughs> the good guys. And if you are, you get punished for it. Like, the crowd over there, they were so into it. And, like, uh, me and my cousins, uh, SAT, Spanish Lounge Team, uh, we were, like, uh, you know, acting like bad guys or whatever. And we used to get hit with batteries. <laughs> and, like, wow. just, like, yeah, <laughs> anything they'll get just to throw it at us. Uh, they really believe it. Like, if, if you were to, like, mess with a – see, there's no security there either for some reason, which I don't get that part. But um, we were messing with a couple of fans, and then we finally noticed that – uh. There's no there's security. There's like a little barricade, and this one guy hopped over and went to slap me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's way different though the way it is over there and then here. Well, you've been you've been wrestling since since you were very young. I mean, me and you are practically very close in age. So, you know, how, yeah. how's that, how, when when did you start doing the PR gig? Um, like maybe two years I was into it. Uh, two three years I was into it. Uh, we went down there for obviously like exposure and stuff. We went me and my cousins and uh, Divine Storm. Brian, so we went down there with uh, RF Video. Nice. Just get exposure. And, yeah, yeah. Everyone fine signing up. And uh, hello. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, just heard someone hang up. Um, just to learn more and learn like their style and stuff. And uh, the first couple of times that we wrestled over there. We were doing, you know, the stuff that we do, which is like back in the day stuff, which is like a lot. <laughs> and uh, the people didn't really buy it, you know what I mean? Like they didn't really pop or uh, get into it really. And we were like, what's going on? You know, are we doing things wrong? And then one of the veterans from the back, you know, grabbed us and was like, listen, you guys do too much. You're not letting stuff, you know, settle in. You're, uh, you're, you're not letting them get a, time, you know, a chance to react. And we were doing way, all we had to do was, like, punch, heal out, and, you know, kick, heal out. We didn't have to dive, and we would have had the crowd going crazy. But, you know, green we are, uh, <laughs> we did high-flying moves, high-flying moves, you know. And there was no reaction from the crowd. Like, they wasn't understanding what was going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when I saw you guys um, wrestle in TNA, you and the, and the SATs, man. You know, and I saw uh, your cousins do the Spanish fly for the first time. I was like, that is a... That is something I had never seen. You know that you guys came in really trying to change the game. I got I got really hyped when you guys started um, in 2002. It was it was really good. You know it was especially the, that it was the three of you guys. There was a lot of shades from from the trios tournaments that you know that that Lucha Libre does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we took a piece of uh, Lucha stuff, Japanese stuff, you know, American stuff, and we just mixed it all together like. And on uh, the other side of Brooklyn, doing the same thing we were doing was Homicide and Loki. So, you know, when we got together and we blew up, like, as, you know, like from 2000, 2002, 2003, that's all people were talking about was just like us and how we uh, ruin independent wrestling. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know what it is? I I think that you got to look at it like yeah, you guys have, have really great storytelling regardless of what happens is that I guess people expect it. Uh, they've become spoiled with that WWE style of, you know, punch, kick, punch, kick. You know, you guys come in there and boom, 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 you chain the moves together, you keep it fluid. 
Yeah, yeah. And some people just aren't ready to accept that, man. You just, shit. That's what, that's what puts <laughs> yeah. TNA on the map. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly, uh, I guess, what they were looking for when they thought of the exhibition. They would just probably, be, they probably saw, like, you know, most of the, like, you know, us wrestling and stuff like that. They were like, oh, that's a cool thing. We should just call it the exhibition or whatever. And uh, there you go. Because in the exhibition, it's a different kind of style of wrestling. It's like, you know, no weight limit, something like that. It's just people doing moves you've never seen before, like just innovation. Yeah, Got you, this you, you, big you, ass garbage you, truck in front of me. Hold on. Uh oh. You you yeah, out I here in eat. New York? You're out here in New York working? Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know what? While while we're on the subject of you being here in New York, I know you're trying to get the school jumping off. Um, are you opening that in Brooklyn too? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be at uh, nine fifteen uh, Knickerbocker. Uh, oh, nice. So far, yeah, it's, it's gonna be like right there. The building is awesome. Like uh, we got the ring already. It's just we're waiting for the final papers, you know, just to go through and. So far, uh, the guy, I guess, doing it, like, you know, not saying anything, but he's being a jerk right now, so. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, we'll leave it at that. That's, that's cool, yeah, man. Yeah. Knickerbocker, Knickerbocker's old stomping grounds for me down there by, by Graham Avenue, going to Fat Albert. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little dude. Oh, yeah, of course, next to Woodhall Hospital, getting getting some coochie frito. I know what's up, man. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're, talk, oh, you're talking. To, you're talking to a you're talking to a New York dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> I get you know. I get a, I get a lot of interviews. I get from different people, you know. So uh, it's, it's it's cool to have somebody. I guess on the same level. Well, yeah. What I, I I had wanted to ask you, man. When when the school drops, we we definitely would would, would want to drop in and you know take some photos, put some stuff on the site. For oh sure. yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Thanks for that. Yeah, it'd be awesome, man. Well, I gotta ask you about this. So I gotta talk about your time in Ring of Honor. I, I, I'm a huge Ring of Honor fan. I mean, I think I, I think I'm supporting them a lot more than TNA and um, <laughs> WWE right now, just because the the caliber of the wrestling and the, and they don't go out. I mean, it's not you know 20 minute promos, but I want to talk about your time there, man, because I know that you were doing some work with AJ Styles at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you talking about the tag matches, right? Yeah, the the, the you know I definitely. You, you know, how how was your time in Ring of Honor, and how was it, you know, change, switching over from the, the crowds in Puerto Rico coming into that real tight-knit, hardcore Ring of Honor crowd? Well, we had, we kind of uh, were used to that kind of crowd because when we were in CZW, it was like the same atmosphere, you know what I mean? And in CZW, like, uh, it's weird because when I first got in CZW, I was there with Mikey, my trainer, Mikey Whipwreck, right. and I was there with just my cousin, and... uh we were just accompanying him, you know, because he had a match with the jury against, uh, I think it was the Hate Club. Oh, yeah, okay. Something like that. Oh, no, actually, it was a th- I'm sorry. So it was a three-way dance with him and uh, Super Crazy and the jury. And uh, we were just, you know, going with him. He was going to see if he could get on the show. So as soon as uh, we go inside, we're watching the matches, and there's, like, a barbed wire and people going through glass and people going through, you know, <laughs> tables and burning people. <laughs> I was I was holding my cousin. I was like, "Listen, man, I'm scared." <laughs> yeah, I, shit. Those those three guys put on some really violent matches. So for you Hell to walk yeah. into that, for you to walk into that green, so to speak, you must have been like, "Oh shit, we're gonna get our ass." Yeah, yeah. I was actually Mikey said, "Mikey, I just want to wrestle, uh, you know, a regular match. I, I don't want to die." <laughs> <laughs> he nice. said, uh, "He said, don't worry, man. I'm not, you know, because Mikey would protect us. He said uh, he would never let us do something like that. You know, he said at least not yet. So it was like kind of." 
you know, him just messing with us to scare us, but we were scared, man. And uh, I seen Ruckus went on, uh, well, on, actually, he was going on after me, but I seen he was practicing like flips in the ring and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I don't see him doing hardcore or anything like that. And then we wrestled the Briscoes when they were real young, real young. Uh, that's Oakland nice, right man. Now. That must have been a that must have been a hell of a. Uh, well, it's Brooklyn. That's all we gotta say. <laughs> you know they're gonna roll through. <laughs> you know they're gonna roll through at least once. Um, but yeah, um, so. Hey, so, yeah, man. No, I'm just. Uh, I, was, I was saying that uh, the, the match with me and Briscoes and my cousin it came out really good, and uh, they loved us from there. So that that crowd, and then. Uh, Mikey, we started wrestling for a place called HWA, Hardcore Wrestling Alliance, and that was in Long Island. Okay. And uh, that was like, so you could say like our training ground, because Mikey was still training us, but we were doing those shows on the side. Oh, and, okay. Uh, that crowd was like an ECW crowd, you know, like, and then Mikey would bring in Just Incredible when he was ECW champion one time, and uh, nice. so we, we kind of we kind of were familiar with the crowd of how they act, and, you know, they kind of told us that, they just want more and more and more out of you, not just, like, simple matches. You know what I mean? And uh, I said this one time to somebody else. I said, um, like, wrestling right now is, like, kind of in trouble. Well, I guess it's picking up now more than before, but it was getting kind of in trouble because, you know, independent and stuff like this. I was looking at uh, videos on YouTube, and I could see five-year-old, six-year-old kids talking about, like, talking in wrestler voices like uh, kayfabe and all oh, the reason why this guy didn't get over with the crowd is because he didn't work, you know, he didn't, play a face, and these are like little kids talking like that. I'm like, how the hell this <laughs> is everybody right now, all the fans, I just think uh, the biggest problem is that everybody's a critic. No one wants yep. to watch wrestling no more. Uh, nobody wants to give the respect and appreciation that is needed, and everybody is so quick to judge, and, oh, that match sucks. That match is the shit. That match, you know. But what happened, man, like everybody is just criticizing, and you know, everybody's a critic, like, Oh, that match could have been better because of this. Well, get in here and find out for yourself how it is, man. It's not easy. Well, you know, it, 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 let, let me tell you, and, and you know, I, I do the show, I do the site. I am not a journalist. <laughs> I'm not a journalist. I'm not a journalist. I'm not an armchair quarterback. I know you guys go in there. I was going to ask you actually about the knee injury next. I know you guys rip yourselves up and down there, but – you know, on on a real on the real though, you have to look at it like this too. When when you're watching some wrestling and you know they're really pushing it and it's real shit, it is a little frustrating as a fan. I mean, don't get me wrong, I I really hate these guys that are sitting there and really analyzing the stuff because it takes the enjoyment out of just you know watching wrestling. You know, when I was five six yeah. years old and I was watching Hogan and the Iron Sheik. I didn't care about wrist locks. I cared, you know, about Hogan winning and, you know, just the story being told. So I look at it from both ends. But you know yeah, as yeah. well as I do, they they perpetrate a lot of bullshit too, man, and they throw out some real shitty matches with some people that yeah. shouldn't even be in there yet. That's what, that's what I'm saying too. That's the reason why we're doing the school because, uh, quite frankly, man, I'm sick of all these new young guys just getting in the ring and making it to, 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 to Japan and all this stuff. And everything is easy for these new guys, man. Like, I'm not doing the school just to beat people up, you know what I mean? But I want to train them the right way so they can have at least respect. There's a lot of veteran guys that, you know, I chill with, and they're like, you know, they have no respect for these new guys. It's like they're walking all over our business, man. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's getting me mad. <laughs> well, no, and, and you know what it is? Your, your, your frustration is there because it's like you, you're going, you know, like I said, you know, you did Puerto Rico, you did Ring of Honor, um, you know, you, you've yeah. done TNA. 
you, you, I was doing all this stuff really, by myself. Like, he went to Japan by myself. Like, I finally got in there. You know, we're just, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I know I sound pretty bitter right now, and people are like, oh, my God, Red, I sound like an asshole. I'm not an asshole. Well, just, uh, <laughs> you're not, you're not bitter, here. man. You're not, yeah, was, you're not bitter. I don't want to sound like that. But it's just, you know, I've been through a lot of crap, man, a lot of crap. Look, man, you, you, you're coming out. You, were start, you, you started really young. You're cutting your teeth in the game. And then, you know, you, you're coming there and you're watching what you're passionate about you, being being torn down and then rebuilding an image that's total bullshit. So I, I can respect that, you know. I, your frustration is not even about you being bitter with the business because if you were bitter, you wouldn't continue to do it. So you're yeah, doing yeah, something to change the game. There's mm-hmm. no harm in that. There's no harm in that at all. On the contrary, you, you get the respect for keeping it real. You know, I hate... I hate reading a lot of these interviews and watching a lot of this stuff, and the guys are like, well, you know, they got to do double talk. Well, the business isn't where it should be, and, and blah, blah. And you know what? Don't, don't double talk because we're, we're all an educated, an educated group of fans now, and we see through your bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of smart marks, man, a lot of them. And it's like more and more, and it's like, uh, you know, why bother talking to them where you can just uh, – throw it away they, they want to know the truth they're not stupid you know what I mean and uh, exactly what you just said they see right through it and that's exactly what I give my fans you know I'm 100% real when I get to talk and so you know a lot of people don't see that as much but uh, people who come to the school like when we finally get this on and popping like they're going to see how, how I am and I'm really passionate and like uh, dedicated to this business and they're going to they're gonna have more respect for me you know besides uh, what they see in the ring like how they see me wrestle. I want people to, you know, from what I hear, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm playing around. Well, well, well now, nah, man, you, let, let, let me tell you, it's funny because when, when I started watching TNA and I saw you and, and Loki for the first time, this was, this was you know, weekly pay-per-views, me dropping $10 every week. You know, yeah. when, I was dropping 10, when I was dropping $10 every week, it was to watch guys like you, like Loki, like Daniels, like AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been mm-hmm. dropping ten dollars a week if it was, you know, and you don't have to agree or disagree. You know, I wouldn't drop ten dollars a week to see Hogan, Nash, Hall, and Waltman every week. You know, I got to I got to call it like I see it. the The problem is that wrestling doesn't give a lot of you guys a chance to catch on with the fans. Like you got to come out and blow their mind in five minutes, and it's not, you know, it's not a sprint. You know, it's a it's a nice slow pace and. A lot of times they rush a lot of these guys out there, and you guys aren't getting that 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 longevity to shine with the fans. Like you, in your case, you came out, you had fast offense. You know, you had a really unique look. I remember you had the braids when you came out. You know, you had a real Rey Mysterio vibe to you when you dropped, and people people related to that because they liked that and they saw that you were young and you were hungry. Like you didn't need to cut a promo to show that you were hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just wanted to see wrestling, man. Like you know. They want to see something new. Like, uh, it, you can't keep going back, man. Like, I, I see, I see it's in a lot of places, a lot of indies, and you know, promotions and stuff where they just keep when there's like a problem or something where they can't, they just keep trying to look back and, and back at something and re, reliving something, reviving something. Like, just go forward, man. Let's just do our own thing. Let's let's get these new stars ready. Let's get you know, we gotta start doing right. new stuff. You can't keep going back, you know, back in the day stuff. Well, I gotta, I gotta ask you when you um. You know, when you got the knee injury, how did you end yeah. up getting getting hurt, man? How did you end up hurting your ACL? Um, well, it's, it's, it's been years and years because a lot of people who know me personally, like my cousin and stuff like that, uh, 
I, I, I get banged up a lot. And uh, everybody, when they finally, you know, when they see me and they're about to wrestle me for the first time or the second time, they're looking at me like, mm, you know, fresh meat. And they're, they're getting ready to call some crazy spots and slam me from here to there. And I took a lot of crazy stuff because, you know, I just kept my mouth shut and just said, yeah, like, maybe one time I'll tell somebody, you know, I, I'm not too sure about that. But that was just me being, you know, green and just trying to be humble. So I took everything, and I think it was wear and tear. And, you know, I never got... I didn't have any money to, like, uh, you know, go to the hospital or <laughs> check it out or anything. But I knew there was some problems wrong with me, and uh, I felt a lot of it in my knee, obviously, because I used it a lot. And uh, who finally did it to me was Jimmy Yang Wang. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, yeah. He's my boy, though, man, but... Um, yeah, what are you going yeah, to say? The, the, I, I, yeah, I remember when he was doing the hillbilly gimmick, and I remember him as, a flying <laughs> El- as one of the flying Elvises in TNA. I like that little gimmick, the flying Elvises. That was kind of cool to me. Well, yeah, man. Sonny, Sonny Siaki fucking sold me on that. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he fucking sold me. I was like, damn, it's Elvis impersonated his wrestling. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> He's a man, that guy. Yeah, and then, like, uh, he, he kind of slammed me, you know, you know, it's not his fault or whatever, but he wanted to do a move that somebody did to me in TNA, you know, because he knows it catches a big pop. So uh, he ended up doing it. But uh, I guess I slipped or... I, you know, I don't want to bury him or whatever, but I, I kind of blamed it on him a little bit. But uh, I landed on it, but I didn't feel it throughout the match. I just kept landing on it. And then uh, there was, like, water on the outside, and he slammed me on the gate. And uh, it just kept, I guess, tearing. And then the final bump was when he press-slammed me from the top rope. And my, my, heel, hit, my heel hit first. Oh. And this guy threw me up from the top rope. So it was like, you know, picture how that looks. So after that, I'm like, wow, I felt like a heat, a heating pain in my knee. And I'm like, what is this? I never felt something like that before. Then I had to do wow. a whole three-week tour. I was swallowing it, you know, just, oh, wrap it up. Don't worry about it. I don't want to go home. Please don't send me home. And they were telling me kind of like, uh, well, we're not going to send you home anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you, I was like, good, good. I want to wrestle. You were bringing it paper. <laughs> you were bringing it paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to wrestle. They had my, my leg uh, casted up from, like, my thigh all the way down to my ankle when I was wrestling like that for the next uh, three weeks. Then the... The last day of the tour, the last day, it was feeling a little bit better, I guess, because it healed so much, you know. And this one guy who I had kind of heat with in Japan, like, he was, like, the only Japanese asshole. Uh, I don't care if I say his name. I just forgot it right now. Okay. <laughs> but he was, like, one of the young boys. Uh, and uh, he, he told me, why don't you try doing the moonsault? And I'm like, Uh-oh. I don't know about that, man. He said, no, you could do it on the last day. You need someone better. Just do one, one moonsault. So I was, like, you know, like a retard. I was like, yeah, okay, yo. So uh, I did the moonsault, and he turned his shoulder into my knee. So it, like, oh. bent backwards again. Yeah, because he got scared of the moonsault, supposedly. And that was it. Right there, I can uh, feel it completely tear. That was, that, 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 was some, that was some Cobra Kai karate kid shit. He probably, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was, man, because you, you, the way you're describing it, yeah, he was, there was a little hate there. I, I think, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't feeling it, so he figured, all right, you know, because that's the thing with wrestling. Since you gotta play the game so close, you, you know sometimes people get clocked for real, and and you know you're trying to. Oh uh, yeah, most of the right. time, yeah. Especially people you know? always trying to play me because I'm small, you know. And you got another thing about wrestling training and whatever, you have to learn how to take care of yourself in that ring, because if not, a lot of bad stuff can happen to you. Like, I don't understand how people keep saying wrestling is fake, man. It's the realest thing going on right now. The only thing fake is the outcome. Like, yeah, win or lose, but. It's a shoot in that ring, man. Like a lot of times, a lot of people take advantage, man. Oh, I hear you. Well, you know, you know what? I actually, um, 
I, I actually want to bring in a a caller. I got I got Jonathan on. He's actually a huge fan of yours. He's actually my nephew, and he actually wanted to talk to you. So I'm gonna bring him on real oh, quick cool. so he can say hello. John, hello? you're on the air. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going hey, on? Hey, Jonathan. So, man. Hey. How you doing? What do you got, man? You're talking. You're, you're talking to one of your favorite wrestlers. Hit him. Hit him with what you got, man. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, my phone's kind of crashed. So I can't really hear that well. Oh, I can hear you. Oh, that's Come on, good. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you one quick question. I can't really stay on long. Get it out. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, Get it yeah. Get yeah. out, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to know, like, being a wrestler in TNA, when I first started watching TNA, it was all X-Division all the time. Like, the first move I saw was, like, the Canadian Destroyer, which got me, like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But now I'm watching it, like, I can barely stand to watch the shows anymore because it's just, it's barely any wrestling, and the wrestling doesn't even last that long. And the Activision is, like, almost completely wiped out of this show. Like, you'll be lucky to get two Activision matches in one (laughs) time. So I just wanted to know, like, what was your thoughts on that, seeing how everything's changed in such a short time? Um... It's you know it's it's changed a lot from when I first got there because there was like like five or six X Division matches in one day and uh, yeah yeah it's, it's changed a lot but I'm not gonna you know talk bad about anybody it's just that um nope. I guess you people can't. you know you you have to put storylines in it somewhere and you know have to you have to separate there's so many people in our roster that you have to like you know go between between people and like uh, keep choosing new faces new faces so I think that's what they're doing now but we did have our share of you know I was champion for a while then Jay wrestled with Ric Flair and you got the Guns uh, champion now and the Young Bucks doing the thing with them so uh, you know it, it's there but you know little by little I guess that we just uh, I'm just waiting for more more space for us to you know shine the most you know but uh, yeah hey, I'm not gonna yeah <laughs> so uh What's the, like when when do you think you're gonna get like a big storyline push anytime in the near future? <laughs> I have no idea. Shit. I'm I'm just there, you know, wrestling on them the quiet one, so uh whatever <laughs> they got for me I'm running with it, so Do you think you'd be better off in like another brand or are you good where you at? I'm good where I'm at. I'm good where uh-huh. I'm at. I actually like uh wrestling in the indies, like um like I I what I wanted to do when I first came back, like uh last year, like um just to just to test test my knee out, even though it's hundred percent, I want to uh-huh. at least do indies for like a couple of months to like you know, got it to a science of how I used to wrestle and then uh, I only wrestled like one indie and then no two of them and then TNA picked me up right away. So yeah. you know to do indies, I, I I love the fact of doing indies and going different places like uh, um, you know CTW and uh, other places that's there. I just like, you know, the indie, all my boys on the indie, so it's like, I like seeing the faces again, because I missed that from before. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, all right, John, anything else? You good? Uh, one question. Who would be the one wrestler you would love to face one-on-one? Who would love to face? Yeah. Uh, besides Kurt Angle, I would love to wrestle Ray before he retires. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. So, uh, yeah. I'm still trying to push that. I don't know where can we do it. You know, I'm not trying to bounce and go anywhere else. I'm just, I just want that to happen. I don't care where it happens. So. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Before one. Retires, though. That'd be a pretty good match. I'd watch it. Yeah. That's a that's a classic right there. 
Yeah. Yeah, I have to. I have to uh, wrestle that guy, man. I've, we've been compared so much, and uh, he's a cool guy, and I looked up to him a lot too. So um, it'll be like an honor for me to wrestle him. That's what I'm hoping for soon, I guess. <laughs> you think you could beat Rey Mysterio? Can I beat him? Uh, Can you beat him? Depends on how. Are you asking? Depends, depends on how you. Depends on how they book it. Depends on how they book it. Yeah, that's true. You know that. You know that the outcome yeah. is always. I t- I tell you this though. I think that you wrestling Rey Mysterio would it it, it really would be. Um, I, I I would call it a passing of the guard just because you guys your styles are very similar. The only thing is that yeah. you know you have certain moves that you do that you know like standing shooting star press. You know uh, the, the you got the, the code red also the you know the some seven of that one stuff. eight. Yeah, nobody does the seven one. You know he does the, the six one nine is his only thing. You know which you which you also do. You know aptly named the seven one eight as it should be. But um, I, <laughs> I actually uh, <laughs> I actually don't like doing that. That's why I stopped doing it. I, uh, I did because someone someone pushed for me to do it just because supposedly he stole uh, code red. But I don't think he stole code red. I just seen him do it after I did it. But you know. I, uh, like Lucha, they come up with a lot of moves. I'm not saying I saw from anybody, but I have like footage of me and my little brother doing that move. So I, I figured that was like a running power bomb. I actually made up the Canadian Destroyer also. Yeah, the Code Red. Yeah, and the like Canadian a... Destroyer, that movie like yeah. that Petey Williams yeah. does. I made that up. So if you ask him, he's gonna he should, he should start saying the truth now because uh, I think his last <laughs> interview out of his five <laughs> interviews, he finally said that he did get it from me and Kawhi Storm. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. There so, you but, go. You know, there I, you go. That's a that's a first for me, man. And I follow wrestling. That is that is fan fucking tastic. That you. That if you, you if you get PD, please ask him that question because uh, he 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 did pretty good trying to hide it for a while. You know, I'm not really? gloating. It's just because uh, he made me glow. The way he would always hide it from people. Like he'll make up so many lies of how he made it up. And just the way he asked me to uh to start taking like um because uh, the first time I came back uh. I think the, the second time from my knee injury, I was wrestling him in the sixth way. He asks me, he asks me if I know how to take it, knowing that he got it from me in quite storm. So I kind of think that was like an asshole kind of move, you know? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's kind of that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, but he's cool though. He's my boy. I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw you do the code red, I thought you took that for him, just made it better. Cause I like the no. code red over the Canadian Destroyer. I'm not. Oh, cool. Yeah, I just uh, the Canadian the 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 front flip power driver was hardest to do against people, and the front flip power bomb was easier. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you for the questions, though. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, John. Thanks a lot, bro. Later. All right. All right. I gotta. It, it was funny. You mentioned um, Kurt Angle in one of your matches. You're, you you know the the match you had with Kurt Angle. When you had come back to Impact, was with, with, was really awesome just because it showed that Kurt Angle could work with anybody, and not only that, but it still made you look strong. You know, even though you yeah, even though yeah. you, you you took the L in the match, it, it, it really showed your offense off really good. Yeah, uh, Kurt's the man. Man, he 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 could wrestle any style, and uh, I just look up to how how good he how good he started out to be, and he just came to pro wrestling from you know. The legit wrestling, and it's it's kind of hard to pick that up if you you come from that kind of background. Not you know as hard, but he picked it up really good. And it, look what he done, man! Like I think right now the best wrestler alive is Kurt Angle. Like 
He can do anything, that guy. Well, I wanted to ask you about the Don West situation when they put Don West with you. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, you, you, can, you can be frank with it or not, but was that something that you were really cool with or was it something that you were like, I, right, you know, he, homeboy could come out with me? Oh, yeah, I was really cool with it because uh, I'm thinking in TNA, I, I obviously the, they want to push characters more, which I understand, you know, there's only so far you can go with just wrestling-wise and just being, you know, a crowd favorite, even though you don't talk. Even even though I I consider, just put me in the match and leave me alone like that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, people like me, I guess, for that too. But I do want my character to come out because in real life I'm a cool-ass guy, I'm funny, you know. And I do want this to come out. Just, they always give me awkward positions of cutting promos and it just being like weird behind the mic and stuff like that and I don't like being the, the soft-spoken kid anymore you know what I mean like that, that only works so much so giving me down west would have helped me a lot because later on whenever I would have left the whole gimmick it probably would end up where you know I finally tell him to shut his mouth or something like that where he gets me in trouble maybe something like that to the fact where I can start it gives me you know a character you know what I mean like just being with Don because Don's awesome like all the stuff that he does is awesome and he has a sick mouthpiece, and I understand sometimes people look at it like it's kind of heelish to have Don as manager, but not really. He was almost like a, you know, like a coach. He was a hype man. He was a hype Yeah, man. yeah, exactly. You know, like rappers have and stuff like that. So I thought of it was like being cool, and he he got the people going crazier, and uh, it was just cool having him there, man. I love being there with Don, and, and as soon as, uh, I'm not saying, the, you know, this is the reason why he he left, but as soon as, like, uh, Bischoff and we heard everything that it was changing when Hogan and Bischoff came in, uh, Don stopped coming out with me. And I was like, uh, I didn't know what happened. And there was no explanation of what happened. He just left. So uh, I, I don't know what happened with that. I still don't know. But um, I'm kind of sad that they scratched it because uh, it would have, it you know, to me it would have been cool. It would have been fun to work with Don. And we were doing cool things with Homicide, you know, like, uh, I like that little oh, that Homicide. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, like, uh, you know, supposedly uh Homicide trained me and then uh, he's getting a Don face and uh you know, it's cool man, like and the people you know, really into it. My matches on Homicide people loved it, you know, and me and Homicide work really good together, so and had Don Wesson involved and I just don't know why you know, why would they scratch it so I, 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 good I, gotta ask, I think. Oh yeah, the, the the feud with you guys really I, I really liked it because, you know, you guys were both from New York. There was a lot of there was a lot of, you know, homegrown chemistry there. Which I like. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I in your in your one of your matches with Homicide, you took the cop killer. Now, how do you prepare for that? Because I've <laughs> seen that, and I'm just like, I'm like, fuck, man. How, how, there's there's no right or wrong way to try and get yourself in a good situation with that. <laughs> I, I guess it depends, you know. Uh, if he likes you, he dumps you. If he doesn't, <laughs> I mean, if, well, he, if he likes you, he, he leaves you safe. And then uh, if he doesn't, I guess he dumps you. But there there is a way of, I guess. I don't know, it's just the landing looks so painful, but it's not. Like, every time I took it, it's not. Just, um, I do a thing where I look back, and then the last minute, I, I just tuck my head in that I die. And, it, you know, it hurts, <laughs> obviously. It hurts a lot, but uh, it doesn't hurt as much as, I know, the way it looks, so. And that move is sick. Like, I, I mark up that move so much. Uh, every time how much I does it, I just, <laughs> I just start cheering. That move is so right. sick. Oh, it was disgusting. When I, when I saw him, it was funny, because I actually saw Gregory Helms do it. Once, and I oh, was, you know, yeah, he he does it. He he does it in a real safe kind of way. Like, uh, I seen him do it on a nitro one time, and he did it like exactly like super safe. I that I've seen, 
But I, I, I like the way Homicide does it, even though it's bad for people taking it, but it looks cooler. <laughs> yeah, Homicide, Homicide, it's, um, he comes in there and he, he the, sometimes he doesn't, it just looks real vicious. Like, he just comes in at a really, <laughs> like, he he keeps it, I, I, I like Homicide. I actually met him at a, at one of the live events at, um, when they did it in Westbury. And it was funny because I always kind of get mad when they put him on TV. I mean, you know, especially because, you know, he's a, he's a fellow Latino, and he comes in when he's cutting his promos, it always makes it sound like he's, like he's illiterate, you know, like, like he don't know English good. And it annoys me so much. But you saying that's what people think when they see it, or you just think that's what you think when you see I, it? Yeah, like I, like I know he doesn't talk like that because, I, you know, I, I watch Ring of Honor and I heard his promos, but I hear it TNA, he'll be like, you know, but, but this guy, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, cause, you know, uh, you know like, he was he was in the team with Conan, so I guess they, you know, it makes sense to talk, talk I guess, like Conan or whatever. Yeah, but, it, yeah, he knows what, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, it throws me off, man. Like I was like, damn, you know, it's like it's like when they have um, <laughs> Hernandez in there, and they're like, you know, and they're saying he's super max, and I'm like, he's Puerto Rican, like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> you know, I got I got I got I got to mark I got to mark for, for my for my people, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for for a minute there, uh, people in TNA thought I was like white or Irish. They were gonna like uh, some people were calling me Seamus. <laughs> oh my god! That's yeah, funny. but um, it's it's like uh, flabbergasting when they hear you Puerto Rican, you Spanish. I'm like, I can't even believe that. I'm like, yeah, I am. It's like, hey, you go to Puerto Rico, we we are rainbow colors over there. <laughs> but the um, I, I got I a question for the... you, and I seen, I seen um, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I seen um. No, no, the last few weeks, you've been posting some stuff from YouTube with a guy, Lawrence Dean, and um, I think my uh, my producer told me that I think he's actually holding for you. What's the What's the story with that? Before I even venture into the he, into he's any just, uh, I guess he's you know one of these guys who tries to like you know make a name or something like that. Like I met him before, and he was he was cool, but I guess when you're doing your talk show, he wants to like throw things in your face and act like you know a cocky guy and. That, that, like all that, all the words that you, ser- you saw in there were legit. You know, I guess the stuff after whatever, but the, the the stuff, everything being said is legit in those little videos. And uh, he is like a like a like a jerk, that guy. And uh, I don't know, I, I don't know. You know, like lately, even even Danny Demanto, they've been trying to make I guess their name off of me. And it's not like my name is big enough to make a name off you know for stuff, but I guess it's working for Danny because he's getting like hits on World Star Hip Hop. You know, because that video made it there some little thing we did with him and uh, I don't know I guess it's, it's like the year of uh, to pick on Red or <laughs> something sure like that no well it's funny because like, like I said they told me he's on the line so I actually I actually wanted to to see what his his deal was before even even bringing him in on a what do you mean he's, what do you mean he's on the line right now well no he's holding are you serious yeah that's that's what my that's what my producer tells me he's actually holding on the line so I don't know. If, I don't know if you. I don't know if you want to rock with it. You know, I don't want to make it. I don't care as long as uh, situation. what you could you could person the show or whatever. It's just as long as you don't. Um, nah, we, we we're not regulated by the FCC. That's why you heard the f bomb out of me already. You know, we we from oh, New okay. York. You know how it goes. But um, yeah, I'm gonna bring them on. Let's see what the we're gonna we're gonna All see right. what the deal is. Um, this <laughs> is the worst. Lawrence Dean, you're on the air. Hey, what's up, man? Hey man, what's going on? 
Um, All right. Well, everybody knows who I am, Lorenzine, the main wrestling talk show host. I know you're doing your radio thing. You sound great, by the way. <laughs> I, appre- I, I appreciate that. I see that you're calling, and I know you and Red have a have a bit of an issue. I'm not, you know, I don't want to amp it up. I don't, I don't have an issue with I don't have an issue with him, but it's just uh, he likes to talk about caca. Uh, no, 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 that's not it at all. That's not it at all. I can't help it if I speak from the heart, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just that type of guy. Everybody knows me, man. But um, I'm speaking on behalf of my boy, Jesse. You know, Jesse would like to issue a challenge. Who, who? Jesse who? Jesse Alexis? Yes, Jesse. You know who he is. You met him face to face. <laughs> oh, you really Listen, know man. who he is. You so can, how's you everything can push going, that. Red? You, you know, would that. you like to tell everybody when the cameras went off how you and your boys jumped me and Red? Uh, you and your boys jumped me and um, Jesse. You could push that some other time, man. You could push that some other time. I, I don't even know why you you call right now, bro. <laughs> you got you got a legit question to ask me if you ask it, but don't don't talk about stuff that happened before. All right. And that, so, that was all you anyway. So when you gonna when you gonna meet Jesse in the ring? I don't know. That's whenever you book it. Huh? Whenever you book it, I said, I don't know. Are you, are you the promoter? I don't even know where the hell you're going to wrestle. Where are you going to no, wrestle I'm, at? I'm just a wrestling talk show host. He wants you and your cousin bad, man. Whichever where? one comes. I personally think he could take both of y'all on in a handicap match if you ask me personally. Come on, man. You're acting like a kid right now. <laughs> Seriously, bro. Uh, yeah, so, I think a lot of, oh, a lot of people on. really. Well, let me, let me jump in a second because I'm new to this situation. And, you know, I don't want to make it awkward for either one of y'all. But um, work for me. Never worry about me. No, no, no. You know, you 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 you're 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 visiting my house. So basically, you know, tell me a little <laughs> bit about about yourself. You know, because you came in. I know you're established based on what I've seen with with some of the YouTube stuff, and and your name is out there. But you know, tell tell my audience a little bit about yourself. Without well, without again. Without it getting too crazy, let you know. Let's start. Let's start okay. too. Let's start safe. So basically, what you're asking is the toned down version. Yeah, oh, uh, not not even the toned down version. Just you know, just just give me the scoop a little bit about yourself, you know, so I can know where you're coming from, so I can see what the sto- the full story is. <clears throat> well, basically, my name is Lorenz Dean, and um, I'm a wrestling talk show host. And basically, what I do is I hold no punches, you know, and. Um, I just ask particular questions that everybody wants to know that they're scared to, to ask, you know. Um, one of my main topics has been Hulk Hogan, but that's another unimportant topic. We'll get to that later on. But um, <laughs> Don't but, worry. Yeah. I, have, I, have, I, have, I have my own beefs with the Hogan situation, so, so I, can, I can understand if you definitely have oh, yeah. some, some commentary this on that. Real, this is real serious because, you see, what people don't understand is that pretenders, pretenders, I hate pretenders, and I've said it before, and an individual like that and his employees, you know, they're, they're, you know, I can't help it, but they're similar styles, you know. Okay. Well, but I'll hey, ask, I'll ask. I, guess, I guess that's my opinion, right? No, I, you know what? I, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to jump off topic, but I definitely can relate to, to, to where you're coming from with that just because I have my own opinions on it, and I don't want to, you know, go too deep into that because, you know, Red is still working for the company and I'm not trying to, um, you know, I definitely don't want to encroach on his, on, 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 on his money. You know what I mean? And you know what? I respect that. That I respect. So, you know what? I'll, we'll drop the Hulk Hogan topic. I'll flush but, him down the toilet for this, for this topic. I'll flush him down the but, toilet. Don't worry about that. But, 
but I'll ask I'll ask you this. You were you were talking about um uh a challenge with, with with a guy that you know and read. Give me a little background on on, on this guy who who's issuing this challenge. Well just you yeah, like to see please, please give him a background on him. He's a great technical <laughs> wrestler. Um okay. he's wrestled in various different independent companies and um Right now, he's wanted by an upcoming company that's being formed together right now, and they're recruiting some, some great talents. The only thing I'm pissed off about that company that they haven't come knocking on my door because I feel like any company that wants to reach that success, they need somebody like me, Lorenzine. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got to uh, – you know, you know what, Mr. Dean? I got I to gotta give you credit. You have a very – very smooth delivery and a very Don Kingish promoted by, by, by you. Hell yeah! And I, and I, but you know You're what? Grimy as hell, man. I like that. I like that. I like okay, that. I'm, I'm a typical Republican, man. I'm a typical Republican. Nah, you, you know what? I, I, res, I respect that. That, that you know, you you come in, you know, you get you get your smooth plug in. But I tell you what, you're you're a wrestler. He, being a mat technician, um, can you, what other promotions has he wrestled for, and you know who did he train under? And can I see any footage on the guy? You know, I'd like to actually get to know the, the character well, as well. Exactly. To, to tell you the truth, Salvio Vega trained him, and I personally think he's a bum. And I, I even told Jesse, I'm surprised that how could a man like Salvio train you and you're actually a better wrestler than him? And I, and I wondered to myself, was it like a charity thing that he was doing? Saying that, oh, Salvia train me, Salvia train me, and I told him stop doing that. You know, you don't have to kick that um, that um, promotional stuff with me, man. You could just be honest with me and everything. And he was, he was. So basically, we flushed Salvia down the toilet as well, and we don't speak about him. But yeah, he's a great, well put together technical type of wrestler. All right. Uh, does he have Does he have any any work on YouTube or or any place that I can go and check his stuff out? Um. Yes. Actually, you could go. You could go to YouTube and. Um, is, he, is he on Wikipedia? Can you Google him? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you're a funny guy. You should ask me that same question on my talk show, man. <laughs> Yo, are you taking up more time than I am? This is this is my time, bro. Afuera. Nah, I um, I just I just want to get the background. Like I said, you know, and I'm a I'm a I'm a let Mr. Dean rock, but. I definitely would like the information because you know for somebody to come to come in, in, into my home and and issue a challenge for for one of his guys to one of to one of my well, guys. Yeah, at least what, does me he, personally, what does he think this is? Uh, UFC? Like to I understand. As as a as a fan, I'd like to at least know who the guy is in case something does go down. You know, I'd like to at least know. You know what I mean? Wait, excuse me. I, I, we was cutting off a little bit. No, what I was saying is I'd I'd like to know a little bit about the guy if he's if he's on there. Here's Here's what we'll do, because I know I know that red is pressed for time. Um, Mr. Dean, stop stop by the site for the show on mytakeradio.com and, and send me some information on your guy. And you know what? Send me some more information about you, because I think I think you and I also need to talk. How about okay, that? Not, thank you for having me on your show, man. I know it's a pleasure having me everywhere, but um, especially there. Thank you very much. And guess what? Your show is going to be very extra special. Why? Because Lorenz Dean was on it. <laughs> very, very, very nice. Very nice. All right, Mr. Dean, thank you for the call. Hey, good luck, uh, man. You're going to need it. Hey. Oh, man. I'm going to get this guy booked in CNA, man. Oh, man. That, that, that was the, that, the dude, the dude has, has, has a really hype vibe. But you know what? I'm not going to ask you about, I'm not going to ask you about the, the beef with him and the, the beef with his man because I know that's, that's that's your that's your personal, and I'm gonna leave it at that. So I'm just gonna jump back into what we were talking about. And I know that 
one of the things that I've noticed too is you're a huge gamer. I cover a lot. Yeah, yeah. What 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 do you what are you playing now? Um, now actually I'm trying to catch up on games. Just waiting for Black Ops to come out. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so you know, so many games came out like the last two months, and uh, I, I can't. I, I don't know about you, but I can't focus on one game and then go to another one, and go to another one. It's like I mess yep. up controls. I, it's, 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 I hate stuff like that. They come out too quick, and then it's like when you want to jump in, it's already like old school. Like right now, I'm about to play Red Dead Redemption, and it's like it came out like a while ago already. No, I, I hear you, man. It's um, it's very, it's very GTA like. It's funny because a couple of couple of months back, I had Consequences Creed on, and um, you, you, oh, know, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, he um. You know, if you've been keeping touch with him, you know where he is. So, um, yeah, we, we were what we were he? talking about. Well, no, I mean he's you know he's 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 messing with the boys in Connecticut. You know, I, I don't want to you know I don't want to I don't want to mess with his thing either because I know that you know he he was on the show and we and we had. Oh no, it's just that you made it sound you made it sound weird. You know, like it was something else. Oh no, 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 just because. You know he's an FCW for for somebody else. But, yeah, yeah. You know, you're not you're but, not, um, not getting in trouble. I'm not getting in trouble just for saying stuff like that because the truth. You can let me know. No, well, you know what it is. I don't know. I don't know how how it works with a lot of you guys. Still, I'm still new to the game. We're talking to you guys, and I've seen a lot of people get burned for coming on shows and saying shit they shouldn't say. So you know, I try to I try to be diplomatic and not and not mess with anybody's money. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. But he was telling he was telling me that he um he plays a lot of uh, FPS with Samoa Joe. He told me Samoa Joe's an animal with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, he is, man. <laughs> Joe Joe is one of the guys who go from game to game like like randomly, like bomb, bomb, bomb. He plays them all, and I he's every time he tries to give me a request to play like in a different kind of game, I can't because I'm still on some old school ass game. <laughs> like, do you uh, play any of the uh, wrestling games? Yeah. See, my thing, like, uh, I'm really good in electronics, right? And I was trying somehow to get into the gaming business because they cannot make a good wrestling game besides, uh, like, No Mercy, you know, that whole THQ, uh, the, the Nintendo 64 little line of, of games was awesome. Yep. They have yet yep. to reproduce something like that. The only games that came close were these games from Japan that Spike made. King yeah, Fire Pro Wrestling. Fire yeah, Pro Fire Pro. And there's one uh, that actually Square Enix made. It's called All Star Pro Wrestling Three. Like that game is freaking awesome, but they stopped making these games for some reason. And I, I want to see like one of the the Xbox or the PS3, but nothing yet. It's been like a long time. But these SmackDown games and even the the TNA first game was garbage, bro. It's garbage. I don't, I don't know. The, the the new SmackDown and stuff. They they have the same motion capture moves from like the first one. Like come on, give this shit an update. And it's like it's just whack gameplay. I don't know why people even play it. Like the the TNA game was like, I don't know. It was like playing a WrestleMania the arcade game. Remember that? It was like combos and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where you had the Undertaker hit somebody with a with a tombstone. And you know, <laughs> yeah, I remember it's that like, man. Oh, man, how hard is it to make a good ass wrestling game? I don't understand, man. Well, it's it's funny because I, I I fell out of love with with the wrestling games too after that because every SmackDown game like you know I was really big into the creator wrestler mode yeah you know I I played most of the games the last the last SmackDown game that I played I actually created you AJ Christopher Daniels um, <laughs> homicide homicide um, I the the pit bulls from ECW so so you know that that was actually the, 
the bread the bread and butter of the game, but yeah, I think the, I think the, the best SmackDown that came out versus Raw, I think it was uh, the Shut Your Mouth one. Oh yeah, Brock Brock Lesnar Lesnar. yeah, that one was the best one they made. Like after that, I don't know what happens to controls, but oh my goodness, they tore that game up. Yeah, that game was the best one, I think. Yeah, it was official, and the creator wrestler was good. It's funny because I still have a a sixty four in my closet, and I and you know I remember <laughs> when uh, when the Game Shark was out, I used to play No Mercy and put the Game Shark coded. And, you know, you could do yeah, the asshole yeah. chant and have the asshole chant and Jr. screaming, he kicked oh, out. And I, yeah, I actually seen, I actually seen this this game on on YouTube a lot, and it supposedly it has like all of the independent wrestlers, and it's, it's no mercy style. And I'm wondering, I'm asking everybody, how the hell do you get that game? I know it's a PC or whatever, but I have no idea how to get it, man. Like, uh, did you know what I'm talking about? It sounds familiar. I mean, I used to play. There's a, a game like that for for fighting games, which is Mugen, or or Mugen for. for oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Other, I played that with, with X Men Street Fighter people. Yeah, X Men Street Fighter, freaking Superman, Batman, GI Joe. Yeah, yeah. That game is awesome too. Yeah, it's um it, no, but I have to ask you about the gaming just because you know I know you know I I cover gaming on the show so you know it's always cool, oh, okay, to, cool. to get a to get a bit of the of the gaming vibe, but um. Wait, right after before you started playing Red Dead Redemption, what else were you playing? Um, like the last couple of games was like uh, Gears of War Two. I played King of Lynch just a little while ago. I beat it like in one day, but it's a cool little story. It's just uh, I like the way the camera moves in King of Lynch and any any new game like shooting game or uh, I don't I'm not into like sports games like a football, baseball, like stuff like that. Okay. I'm, I'm into like kind of basketball, like that new Two K Eleven thing. Oh, it finally has yeah. Jordan in it. Oh my god! How they waited now to add Jordan? <laughs> oh, it was—it's a beautiful game, and then you could put him on other teams, and you could do all the Jordan moments. I really—I actually really liked it. It actually almost made me want to part with sixty dollars for a basketball game because I don't—I <laughs> don't buy—I don't buy no sports games either because it's all a a, ro- a roster update. It's all bullshit, you know. Yeah, like, and then I, I can't mess with their season modes, man. This shit is too long. Oh hell yeah! It takes—it takes way too long for sure. Yeah. Well. I got I got another caller. I got Will on. The, I'm gonna bring Will on. He has a question for you. Will, you're yeah. on the air. Hey, I just uh, read, man. I, I want to say, man, you're 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 awesome. You're amazing, and uh, I really appreciate it that you show how like small guys can go. You know, I, I'm a small dude myself, and it's really nice to see somebody else. You know, like I love seeing smaller wrestlers, and it's it's you you really kick ass. And uh, I have a question. Um, my 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 question is uh you know like how like how did you get hooked up with Mikey Whipwreck you know how did you get into the business and, and some of that story you know I haven't really heard too much about how exactly you got into wrestling and I know you have to be real young but I was just kind of curious about that yeah um kind of actually like a, a lot of chain of events that actually happened perfectly for me <laughs> but um we uh me and my cousins found this uh up, like we thought it was like an abandoned church but it had a wrestling ring in the second floor it was called Arena Puerto Rico. And it was, like, by Brooklyn or whatever. But there was a man who ran it. Like, he would take money from us or whatever. But he never taught nobody. He just, like, kind of rented out the ring for the day. I think it was, like, 20, 25, 30 bucks, I think it was, to, to get the ring. So, you know, we just saw a wrestling ring. And me and my cousins, you know, SAT and Divine Storm, like, we were all together on it. And uh, we would just be happy to be in a wrestling ring. You know how, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, it's a wrestling ring. It's real. So we didn't know how to fall, like bump, run the ropes or nothing. We were just doing what we watched on TV, and we were just 
taking years off my body, you know, hurting myself. Every Saturday we'll go give him like money to something to shut up and we'll use the ring and from just from from there, that's where I got most of my moves that I do now. Like, you know, the shooting star and everything like that, like uh the Phoenix Flashes and infrareds and the kicks. Those are all from those days. It's just that uh we were all you know, we all sucked. We didn't know the official basics of wrestling. We didn't know how to run the ropes or bump right. But my thing well, I was ahead of the game a little bit like more than my cousins because uh, before getting into the wrestling ring, I would do, like, little movies, and I was a real uh, big fan of, like, Jackie Chan and stunt movies like that and the the, the old-school martial arts movies, and I would see and do, uh, like, fight fighting movies, like, every week, too, like, outside and just fall just like Jackie, and I learned how to protect myself from falling just from me, you know, on my own, from watching TV and stuff like that, like, you know, watching Van Damme and uh, all the people from back in the day. So it kind of worked in the wrestling ring, and then... Uh, well, Chris Devine, the, the oldest of us, like he would, he was working somewhere, and there was flyers being, you know, uh, given out to people around the area that uh, House of Hardcore was, uh, you know, was still open, and that Mikey Whipwreck was gonna be there, and a, a place called HWA was like, you know, you have a show that you could talk to Mikey about it. So uh, he he he, uh, he took us in the car, we went down to Long Island, and we were just. You know, I didn't talk to Mikey. I didn't believe that, that uh, my cousin knew who Mikey was. Like, he was like, yeah, he's coming in this promotion, in this indie. And I was like, yeah, right. Mikey Whipwreck? He's like, yeah. And then at this time, this is when Mikey came. He just got released from WCW, and he had the red hair. And oh, around. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so when we saw him, I was like, oh, my God, it really is Mikey. Because that was, like, at the first, you know, that was the first kind of wrestling star that I saw, like, uh, at that point. So we met him backstage, just a real cool guy, and, uh, as, you know, House of Hardcore was closing. It wasn't ECW closing, it was the House of Hardcore, I think that was their last class and stuff. So we would ask him, you know, can we get trained by you and stuff like that, is the House of Hardcore open? He kind of was like, it's closing, but, uh, you know, what you guys can do. So in our brains, we thought we were wrestlers, just because of how many, because uh, of us wrestling in the ring for every Saturday in the, the Man in Church place, we went there yeah. for a couple of months, so in our brains, we thought we were wrestlers, which he wasn't, though. But um, we told him we know a couple of things, and he tried us out, and uh, he let us get in there when the show was over, and we was, you know, showing him the, the stuff that we knew. It, you know, it wasn't crispy stuff, obviously good stuff like the basics, but our moves were pretty good, and, you know, the stuff that we came up with. So I guess he saw potential in all of us, and, uh, you know, you know, obviously I'm the small one, and I had like a red fro at the time. So he yeah. probably was like thinking, look, a little like a little Mikey Whipwreck right there. So he he uh, he took a chance and he opened the House of Hardcore himself, and he was the head trainer, and he thought, you know, pay him, you know, some some amount, whatever, and we can just come down there and train with him. He still had the ECW ring in there, the House of Hardcore ring, and that's what we did. We went down a couple of times. He he wouldn't even be there, right? And we would just be waiting around, and he would be parked in his car across the street just waiting to see if we will give up. And we stood there for two, three, three hours, man, three and a half hours. We just stood, you know, we just sat down and in front of the, the the place and we just talked and he came out the car and he said, all right, I'm training you guys. That's all he wanted to see, you know what I mean, to see if we were serious about it and if we were going to leave or complain or bitch. But we just laid down on the gate. We waited for him to come. We didn't care how long it was going to take for him to get out that car. We didn't know he was there. But we was not leaving without going to that that, uh, that school. And from then on, he was training us. And he kind of hated me when we first started. <laughs> uh, he hated my guts because my footing 
my footing was a shit. So, like I sucked at it. I had like uh, he would call it like duck feet, where my feet would be pointing out, and uh, my running the ropes was like kind of bad. Where I would have to leave, you know, with the with the left foot to come out, and I would always trip or mess up. And you know, he he was like, damn, this guy is like a hard. You know, I had everything else, the flipping and the kicks, and you know, everything else that was cool. I just needed to be, you know, you know, polished up or whatever. So. uh there's a couple of times where I didn't have enough money to give him to, to, to stay with the school. And I'm thinking, you know, since I'm in my brain, I'm thinking I'm one of his favorites. I'm like, you know, I, maybe I won't pay for this month and he'll let me go and, and I'll still wrestle or whatever. He did it one time, real strict though. He said, I'm going to let you slide with this month, but you have to keep paying your dues. You have to do it. You know, I don't care who you are. You have to. So the next one happened, I, I, I was trying to get a good job, but the job was like sucking a lot of money out of me. I had to pay like bills. Uh, with my family and stuff like that, like uh, my aunt was taking care of me. And um, one time I went down to have money, he told me to get the F out of his face. He did it for a good oh. month. And he took he took my cousins to an ECW event in uh, I think it was Hammerstein. And you know you know everybody was going. And they were asking me, Red, you coming? Red, you coming? And I'm like, I don't know. Mike never asked me. So I called Mikey. I said, Mikey, can I go with you? And he said, No, stay home. Stay the F home. And it, like oh. that right there opened my eyes. Like. I got to do something because <laughs> uh, I was like, shit, I thought I held weight, but I didn't, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I had to get money, and I got a better job, and I saved, and I finally came back, and I did real good. I got my, my feet together. I got my ropes together. So uh, that's what I'm saying, you know? And then, like, for me telling you this story right now, it's just I know these new guys that came out and this just end up being places. They haven't gone through nothing like that. And yeah. I, I'm not trying to say that you have to be – uh, killed to, to 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 get into wrestling, you know, or like pay your dues and training like that hard where like you're struggling or something. But just some, you need to you need to pay some kind of due. You know what I mean? You can't just get in there. I see people wrestling like legit wrestlers now that can't run the ropes right, can't fall right, can't sell right, and it it, it bothers me. It bothers me just because how small I was. I was a hundred pounds, and I I looked like a little alien, like. Uh, when I first came out, I was wondering how the promoters book me. Like seriously, if I was to see myself and I was a promoter, if I didn't see that I did flips and crazy shit like that, I would be like, I'm not booking this guy. He looks like a damn little baby. He's just skinny like like a crackhead. I'm surprised they booked this man. Like I came in there with my cousins with our little uh, gel suits, and we were like the you know, the Spanish announce team. That game, yeah. uh, it, it came from Mikey. Like uh, it was a cool idea. You know how in WE where uh, they always was breaking the Spanish announce table. So yeah. supposedly we were fed up of them always breaking it. So we set up a table. We would do, like, fake commentary. And whoever went through it, we would kick their ass. That's how we got the name SAT. And nobody was doing that. And, you know, it was, like, two real Spanish-looking dudes and one Spanish guy, but he was white with red hair, you know, like a red fro. So <laughs> I guess people were like, yo, these, you know, these guys are hot. These are cool. And then we, all the moves we did, like, me and my cousin, we animated a lot of moves, man, like... And we would just bring in something different to uh, independent scene, and I guess so far that's your story. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have to agree with the with the Spanish fly. The first time I saw a Spanish fly, it just completely blew my 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 mind. And same thing when I when I saw you pull off uh, the you know an infrared for the first time, I just was like, holy shit! You know, I I was only used to like a moonsault or a senton, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, coming off of something like that is just completely completely changed the game. Uh, your matches with Loki and all your matches back, you know, ROH, man, completely, like, changed, you know, 
Professor Renfin in my mind. So thank you very much. Thanks for answering my question, Reg. I hope you have uh, good luck with your school. And, uh, you know, stay safe. Don't get hurt. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. Take care, man. Yep. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks a lot, Will. Thanks for the call, buddy. Yep. Have a great night, y'all. Peace. Yes, you All right, too, man. Later. Well, here, here's, here's yep. another thing. I, here's another thing I cover. I, you, if, if you've done your homework, I cover MMA. And, um, you know, I was going to talk about UFC 121, and I heard somebody in the chat saying that, you know, you what you get hype for, for for Brock Lesnar. So um <laughs> who said that? <laughs> uh Bayonetta one thirty one. Who uh, Oh my god. Yeah, so yeah. so you know what? Let 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 let's segue right into that, man. Let let's talk so let's talk a little MMA since since you like it since you like it too and you know I cover I really it. Like, what'd you think I, what'd you I, think of one twenty one? Uh <laughs> that whole day uh-huh. for me was uh kinda crazy. Uh-oh. But uh, yeah, like I, it's so crazy. I can't even talk about it. That's how bad it was. Because um, oh, okay. yes, I am uh, a Brock Mark in uh, UFC and stuff like that. Even even when he was in in WWE, like I just like the way he he showed he was showing people how a big man is supposed to be. Like all his moves I liked. You know, even though people were complaining that he was too stiff or something like that, but he made you believe that he was a big ass dude. And I just liked all his matches. I. I I used to mark up for his his finisher even back in the day. I, I did it to my cousin in, in Ring of Honor. That's how much I used to him. I just liked him. Like I guess, uh, you know, since I was smaller guy, you know how like smaller guys always want to be. I want to be big and strong and you know diesel and stuff like that. And I always picture myself to look like Brock. Like because all my moves, I have sick like strong moves, but I can't do because you know I'm a small guy. So if that pisses me off, that part that I can't do the big moves I want to do, so I give them out to people. But right. uh, Brock, Brock gets it done, man. Like, he's a big man. This nigga do shooting stars and shit like that, so that's crazy. Well, I didn't even know that until I seen that on uh, YouTube and stuff like that. Well, well, it's funny you said that. I'll tell you why. I actually, I, I got to meet Brock Lesnar at a signing. And yeah. he, at the time of the signing, he might have been having a shitty day. Maybe he didn't get to eat a baby that day. But <laughs> but that that dude was... Was was a total dick that day. Um, <laughs> I hear that a lot from people, man. Well, well it was funny because the signing was at a spot at Howard Beach, so you know I make the I make the troop over there, and you know you know the brown boys aren't allowed in Howard Beach, so you know I was I was wandering into an area where I said, "Damn, I might get my ass whooped out here." But um, we um <laughs> we go in, you know I, I went with my fiance, we get on the line. There was a little kid by there was a little kid in front of us. And uh, actually behind us, and you know when I went up, I'm like, "Hey man, huge fan." He's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And just total un- non no emotion, dude. Like, like there's a photo of me and my uh, and my fiance with him on Facebook, and Brock Lesnar just has zero emotion. You know, he had a tight ass turtleneck and cowboy and cowboy boots <laughs> and, a, and, a, and, a, and a and a suede vest, and he was just burnt. He just really was hating life that day. And then a little boy behind me went online, and he had a Brock toy. And he's like, Dad, you know, can he sign this or whatever? And, and you know, he just the, the guy's like, all right, you got to move it along. So the guy took a picture with his son, and, like, the little boy was, like, heartbroken that, that he didn't sign his fucking toy. And, you know, that got me a little tight. I'm like, damn, that's, that, that's, that's wrong. He's, like, four years old, you know. It's like you just made, you would have made this kid's day. So I, I, definitely, I definitely left a bad taste in my mouth, but I got to keep it real. He is a phenomenal athlete. He is, yeah, he yeah. is ridiculous. He is ridiculous. Like, I, I've like, seen – UFC primetime, and I'm like, I'm like, this guy, this guy's a whole complete caliber athlete. But I tell you this, 
when he got his when he got his ch- his chin tapped on Saturday, <laughs> he does not like I getting was hit. Pissed, man. Like uh, you can tell from prime time, whatever. You can even tell like just looking at the man that he doesn't like you know interacting with people. He doesn't like people. He you know he's a country guy. You know what I mean? Like there's only so many people that they they can be around. So I'm thinking. He wants to wrestle and he wants to be, you know, in UFC, but he hates the, the fan part. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people like that, and I understand that. You know, like you know, people, they get crazy sometimes and they don't want to be touched or talked to. Or like that part, that time he was in that signing, he probably hated every minute of it. But you oh, know yeah, why he, he still did it? <laughs> oh well, that's what I said. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, you know, maybe he was just tight that he had to be there, and there was this long ass line and and whatever. And and I and I really tried to look at the at the flip side. But you know what it is when, and you know this as a performer, when you do it and you, and you work your magic in front of a kid and, and you pretty much can possibly influence that kid's life, you know, it was like Mick Foley with Superfly Snooker. You know, when you see that, you want to be that guy. You want to hear a kid 10 years from now say, I saw Amazing Red do an, a, a fucking kick-ass shooting star press and he motivated me to want to become a wrestler. You know what I mean? Like that motivating factor, you, need, you want that. That's why you get into this business. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Just, so, you know, I guess people are different. Like, uh, I don't know. But that that would never be me. I would never do something like that. But, I, like, he just fits his character completely, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a, that's legit. He's a big-ass animal who doesn't like people. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, and, uh, he's, he's, I, dude, he's just not, he was born, uh, Joe Rogan said it best, he was born in the wrong time. Like, Brock Lesnar <laughs> should have been, been on horseback swinging a sword, pillaging a village. Yeah, man. Everything about that dude. I I know I know he's a jerk. Everybody says he's an asshole, or whatever. His close friends, like even Kirk, talks good about him. So I know there's a little good in him. But I have a cousin like that who he's just like that. Like he has his moves. Like sometimes he'll be really cool, and sometimes he could be a real dickhead. You know what I mean? So it's just like I guess you catch him at the wrong time, you know? Or but uh, uh yeah, Brock is a guy. Like if he's gonna be on pay per view and stuff, I I love uh making people like uh. Like, they always want to bet against Brock for some reason. I'm like, how can you bet against this monster, man? Like, just because he's a pro wrestler? Give me a break. No, it's like they have a thing for pro wrestlers or something like that. Well, that's the thing. You know what it is? Initially, and, I, and I'll tell you what, when he went into the UFC, I knew, and like I said, personally, he's an asshole. But professionally, in terms of him going in there and whooping somebody's ass, the guy, the guy is good at his job. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but... What happens is the inexperience factor definitely kicked in. And, you know, Kane, Kane had a couple more fights under his belt. And Kane, that's the thing. And I, and I noticed the pattern in a lot of Brock's fights. When Brock got hit, Brock don't like to get hit because he's that's, not used to it. But that's that, Yeah, serious, that's, that's you know? the part that he – I don't understand. Like, his last, like, uh, his last fight with, with Colin, he should have been practicing on his defense like that because I think – Everything you said, everything you see of Brock is hitting, is hitting, is is this, is wrestling. But I've never seen him practice on defense. I know he did, and people said that he don't got good hands. No, he has good hands. You know, it's it's like a legit kind of good hands, but it's not, you know, superior than than Kane Velasquez or whatever. But he doesn't really. I don't think he needs to work on his hands that much. I just think he needs to work on his defense, man. I hate when he tucks his head down, and I hate when he just he waits there too long in the defense. They're gonna stop the fight. You don't get it. Stop move. Yep. You gotta move. Well, you know what it is when you have when you have can't when you have Benin for a fist. You know, you know when, when, when you got a pork shoulder for a fist. You know, you know what time it is. So you know he 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 really doesn't he really doesn't feel 
that he needs that. Like, like that's good. Like, that confidence is good for certain situations. But when you're getting into a cage with dudes that really just can whoop your ass just the same, you can't walk in there with that kind of confidence. You've got to be in there like, look, I've got to be confident that I can fight this dude, but i also got to be, you know, ready in case this dude brings something new. And I think Cain Velasquez, you know, shocked him. Yeah, like I seen in the beginning, uh, you know, uh, Brock, Brock ran out, asked him. I think he wants to end it quick. He did like a, a fine knee. I was getting like hyper. He took him oh, down yeah, and got, got right I back see. up. It's just like I think he was, I don't even know what he hit him with, that he first shook him, and then he started backing up. He did the same thing with Carvin. He backed up, and Carvin blew himself up. But Kane, yo, Kane is a hungry Mexican. These people don't play that. You think Kane was going to stop hitting you? Get the hell out of here. Are you crazy? That well, man would have died before he would have started hitting you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, that was the funny thing. When when he rocked him and Brock Lesnar did that, that roll across the cage, I said, fuck. I hate like, that, man. I, I hate uh, that yeah, so much. I, I, knew, I knew he was going to get it, man. When he opened it up. It makes my man look so face. weak, man. They got that shit on YouTube. It's like, it says Brock breakdancing. <laughs> <laughs> so messed up, man. Freak. That's, well, you know, you know what it is, though? You got to look at it like this, especially now that, that MMA is becoming so mainstream. As, as a pro wrestler, would you ever consider transitioning to MMA? Um, like, I was watching, uh, people always say this shit, but uh, it's the truth for me. Like, me and my cousin, like, uh, I keep saying cousin, but because uh, when I came, I used to live in Puerto Rico for a little while, and my, uh, my mother let me come down here to live with my aunt. So I've been with my cousin. He's not, like, SAT or anything like that. He's, like, uh, my cousin who went to the Army after, I like, I started to blow up in wrestling. He's my cousin right. David, so I'm I'm with him. This this is the guy, this is the kid who I wrestled and trained with. Who we we did martial arts movies together. Like he's like my like my real brother kind of thing, you could say. So uh, he's the one that I used to watch this. It was called Fight Zone at the time, and we we remember the first time we saw uh, Royce Gracie, and then we saw Ken Shamrock, and we we're like, Yo, what the hell is this real fighting, you know? And we kept on, but then UFC, remember, like it went down for a little while, then it came yep. back up, and. It, People were saying, oh, this this stuff is so stupid, this is, like, boring, blah, blah, blah. Oh, they do stupid submissions, and me and my cousin will always watch it and be hyped. But now, all of a sudden, everybody's riding on it. Everybody, oh, USC, everybody's on the, you know, the the train. And it's cool that they're blowing up. And, uh, like, back in the day, I used to watch this, this cat, um, Uriah Favorite. That kid is oh, nasty, yeah. man. Yeah, he fights for WEC. Actually, the UFC and WEC merged today. They just merged, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to work on that shit. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah, so, so, yeah, so Uriah Faber, he may he might make that jump to 155, man, and, and try and bring the pain at 155. I like I like the yeah. dude. The dude markets himself well, you know, and, he, and he's, he's, he's a hungry guy. I love the way he fights in there because he does things that I would do. Like, uh, I guess, you know, a lot of wrestlers, like pro wrestlers, I know they look at since MMA is blowing up now, I know a lot of them are looking at it like, damn, I should go in there now. You know, that's where the money is at, or I can do good there. But you know, I I'm, I, I want to be in there, but I'm 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 fine to where I am. You know what I mean? Like uh, I just like watching it, being a mark. You know, I like being a fan of it. And uh, like uh, our gym, our little training center was gonna have like MMA side to it, and we were gonna bring in like a trainer and stuff like that, just for people who want to do that on the other, you know, on the side too. Because I want to learn also like more, because me, yeah, you know. Yeah, that would be cool to have a little octagon next to the ring. You know what I mean? Like, I, oh, absolutely. It's just, it's just like something that uh, we've been a part of for a while, and I'm real happy to see it. That's blowing up and stuff like that. And you're right. There's a lot of things that I would want to do. Like, I hate when people grab you and they're wearing a choke, and the guy's standing up, and he just stands up and stays there. just getting yeah, choked he... out. Why don't you slam your ass backwards with all your might? Watch that guy let go <laughs> in a heartbeat. 
<laughs> Uriah, Uriah does the same thing. The guy had him in the in the choke. Uriah sat down, like right on his head, let the guy go. He knocked him out. You know what I mean? Like I love the way he fights. Like he does flying knees. You know, you're holding his leg, and he does nasty little things. And uh, I'm happy that he's moving up. But the champion now, Aldo, man, that guy is a beast, bro. Dude, when when he fought when he fought Uriah Faber and Uriah Faber put up pictures of his leg and his leg oh, looked burgundy, yeah. full of burgundy, I said, "Oh shit." <laughs> shit was but bad, um, man. I, it's funny. I got I got another an, another caller on. I'm gonna bring her on right now. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, Red. Yeah. I'm like one of your <laughs> biggest fans. I think you're awesome. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, if WWE was to contact you and ask you to go sign with them and do, like, something with Ray, would you consider it? <laughs> uh, not right now because, you know, I'm... I'm like the the face uh-huh. of that, you know, like unless uh something happens where, you know, in a situation where it's been happening lately to different people they don't know what's going on and they get released or something like that for some reason. Uh-huh. Obviously I'll keep it in mind, but it's not like I'm thinking about that now. I would love to wrestle Ray, but um I would never do that to the you know, in the company I'm at now, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't wanna I'm like a, you know, I'm a, I'm a soldier, I'm a trooper. I, I go down with the place unless something happens where they get rid of me for some apparent reason. Or, it has to be a stupid reason, but I would never turn my back on the place I'm at. I Have you ever been to WWE? Yeah, I went to WWE and I had a bad experience there, actually. Yeah, uh, with CM Punk, you wrestled on SmackDown. Yeah, man. <laughs> and that's what pissed me off, that it was bad. Uh, I wrestled there and uh, had a match with CM Punk. It was supposed to be a squash match with... Uh, Matt Morgan, and I was oh, supposed to God. like you know lose in a couple of minutes or whatever. But Matt was gonna give me like a lot of stuff to do, and out of nowhere, uh, Sergeant Slaughter comes up to me and tells me, uh, "You're gonna you're, you're in a different match now. Now you're in the dark match, because uh, the match I was supposed to do with Matt Morgan was gonna be on TV, like a TV taping." So I was like, "Damn, they giving me a dark. That's cool. You know, I guess they want to look at me or something." And I was seeing Punk, and then you know, Punk was telling me that he was sitting under the weather the last couple of days, and you know, we had a match, and there was, like, a couple of botched spots in it, and the the crazy part is that I heard that, uh, you know, Jimmy Yang was there, and everybody was watching my match, and they said that I did good, I did pretty good, and stuff like that, and I did, uh, I'm thinking that, you know, it's a good thing for me, and I go to the back, and then uh, Johnny Ace tells me, um, have you ever wrestled in a big ring before? And I said, yeah, in all Japan, you know, and he was like, oh, okay, um, all right, you just look a little blown up. I said, me, blown up? And then Jimmy's <laughs> looking next to me, and he's like, that, like shaking his head, no, that I wasn't you. Maybe. Right? Corn rolls, maybe. Corn rolls? Yeah, probably your braids are too heavy. I don't, oh, think, I don't think I had corn rolls. <laughs> 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 um, but, um, so then uh, when he when he told me that, I heard that uh, CM Punk, because he was like real good friends with Ricky Steamboat when he was the agent at the time. Mm-hmm. I heard that, they pulled CM Punk inside the room, and CM Punk, I guess, is what I heard. I heard he put the blame on me instead of oh, taking it from himself. But the night before that, he wrestled Val Venus, and I heard he blew up the same way in front of Val Venus. So, I don't know. After that, you know, it was like a bad taste in my mouth, and I don't know. I don't like it. There's too much too much shit going on in the back there. I, I feel 
I feel like uh, around family when I'm in TNA. You know, like I, I don't want to be. If I was making W, like I'll probably be singled out to just be by myself or have to watch my back every five seconds. You know, I don't. I don't like that. I do yeah, that you know that I like that. <laughs> you know, you know that you know that I like the dudes that stick to themselves. You you know automatically you see on a exactly. rag or you see on a site. Oh, you know, you know they, they, somebody took a shit in his gym bag. Because he didn't yeah, talk no, to anybody, yeah. You, you, yeah. So, so I can I can understand that you don't wanna you don't wanna venture into that. And a lot, you like know, I'm not I'm not I'm not dissing everybody in there, but a lot of them are like I think I knew them too from you know the Indies and just back in the day I got to meet Ray. I seen Eddie. I was really like close friends with Eddie, like uh, you know guys of soul and uh, obviously marking out like you know and that went that way that all my you know this is where I wanted to be. This is where I started out you know, dreaming of, you know, wrestling for WWF and being in Massacre Garden and getting to meet all these people. Like, TNA, my dream is still coming true. You know, I got to meet Hogan, you know. He's my, like, my boss now and stuff like that. The people are there, like, Ric Flair. So it, it's still unreal to me, you know what I mean? But uh, it, it's just, I feel I feel better in the in the, in the the back room of uh, TNA than I would feel in WWE. Just at that moment. That moment was real. It was bad, man. I can't even explain the, the rest of the things that happened, but it was It was galvanizing. <laughs> it was very, it was galvanizing. It, it, Especially it, it, knowing it, it, that uh, I did my best, you know what I mean. <laughs> but I didn't get my surgery at the time. Like I, I, my knee was still hurting me. But I, I, uh, my cousins were there. Jimmy was there, and they wouldn't lie to me. And they told me I did really good. It's just you can tell. Like if someone is not 100, percent it's gonna look bad on you regardless. Oh yeah, of course. If that person is established, so you know you don't you you're you're coming into their house, so you know you got to make sure. That the first this impression was, is a good one. This was his dart, too, though. This really? was his match to, like, because uh, supposedly I heard that Triple H never liked him or something like that. I think this was his match to, like, kind of shut him up or, like, kind of, like, to make it. And I think that's why they pushed it so hard at that moment because this was, like, his make or break. Ah, okay. Yeah, so, oh, look where he's at and look where I'm at. I'm happy, you know. I guess he's happy he's doing his thing. I'm happy for him. I, I don't have no problems with CM Punk. Like, he's a cool dude, you know what I mean? Wait, are you still on the line, uh, the girl? Yeah. What's her name? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah, why, don't you, why, don't you ta- why don't you tell him who you are? <laughs> <laughs> I think he knows who I am. It's Maria. Oh, uh, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I just want to let people know, though, just overall, even though we have a personal connection, that Red is really an awesome person. Besides wrestler, he's very humble. And he loves his fans, and um, I, I really believe that he, like, God put him here for this reason. He's been through a lot of injuries, and, you know, he worked through them, especially with his family, and I just, I really wish that, you know, I mean, T.A. would push him more and just get to see his talent and, get to get him to work on well, his talking because a lot of people think that he is like this quiet little thing when he's really not. <laughs> well, <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. Well, no, I, I can tell you that anybody in the chat, any of the people listening, they'll say that, that they want to see him on TV more. And yeah. it, it's true. I mean, I, I know that there are highs and lows. I mean, I've seen, I, I've seen Red from X Division matches. I've seen him, you know, Kurt Angle, Homicide, yeah. some, some of the – some of those guys, you know, some of the chemistry he has with those guys, you can't, you can't erase that. So, you know. And yeah, and it's just, I, it's just crazy, like one thing, just like on like the internet, like the internet, they were like, oh yeah, you know, 
it was like rumored Kurt Angle wanted to do this angle with Red, and they told Kurt Angle no. Like, that's crazy. That's Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but that's, you know, it's just like, I'm just like, wow, okay. So, but, you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I, I heard about well, that no, too, but I don't know if that's real or not, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You got to look at it like this. How do you, especially now, I know we, we were talking about this earlier, with, with the influence of the Internet and you doing, twi- you know, and you being involved with Twitter now, you get a closer, you get a closer um, relationship with the fans. Do, do you enjoy the fact now that you can go out there and you can do whatever? You can, you can do a YouTube video and, you know, 5,000 people on Twitter will say, hey, man, I saw your video. We fucking love you. Like, I know that has to motivate you to work harder. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Like, uh, just trying to mess with this sort of thing in the beginning was, like, hard for me. I'm like, I'm not going to give that, a, you know, a shot. Then the Facebook thing sucked to me. I'm like, oh, Facebook sucks or it doesn't just bring problems. But I'm glad um, I was on, I'm, I'm on Twitter and I'm on my uh, Facebook or whatever because it's like, it's like me and the fans have, like, a, you know, we could text message each other. You know, it's like having a cell phone to all my fans and stuff like that. And I think that's mad cool because all I want to do is, you know, like, one of the big reasons why I'm doing this is just for the fans. I just didn't want to leave them with a bad taste in their mouth from the last time when I was hurt. Like, I had an era where I was still hurt, and I had, like, the long red pants, and I was really, like, the shit. Like, I sucked. All I did was punch and kick, but people didn't know that I was really hurt. But I was just trying to survive until I find some way of getting surgery. And uh, I'm just glad, you know, most of my loyal fans, are still with me, and a lot of them were, like, hating on me and saying, oh, Rez has been, he lost it. But, you know... When I came to CNA, I, I've been, even though, you know, they give you a short time to do things, but even in independence, like, I try to give it my all. I don't do it in a stupid way where I'm going to get hurt again, but, you know, you can get hurt from walking outside in the street. You know, it's, you know, yep. it's always something like that. So I will always be, I will be in the show, give my, you know, 110% every time I'm on the show, every time, no matter what company I'm at, what, what place, that's, that's how I am. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do this all for the fans. So, to have Twitter and Facebook is awesome to me because that's what I wanted. I wanted, like, a, you know, it's like a one-on-one with the fans. You know, I did Twitter videos because of the fans. They asked me questions. I wanted to air them out. You know, I don't know if I got in trouble or not for them, but it's not me. I'm not burying TNA or anything like that. I'm just answering the questions from the best of my knowledge. I'm just trying to keep, uh, you know, the fans updated. Since they don't hear that much of me, and they probably think I'm the mute, but... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, you know, just, you know, let hey, them man. know that I'm a, real, I'm a real person. You know, I watch, I play games, I watch movies, you know what I mean? So, Well, you know, you know, it's funny because I, I, I've been trying and, and you know, my, my, Andrea, who's been emailing you, is my fiance. So, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, um, okay. we, um, you know, I've been trying to get you on just because, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a homegrown dude. You know, I, I try to help out and, you know, support those that are trying to, you know, make their dream happen, especially, you know, I'm, I do the show once a week. I don't know where it'll go, but at least it's not, it, it's me doing something. And, you know, having you on and, and hearing your story is great, man. And you could probably inspire somebody out there to do the same thing. And I know that in the end, that's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for inviting me on the show and stuff like that. I'm sorry I couldn't get to the show earlier, but, uh, you know. No, no, no. It's all good, man. <laughs> but, all, um, but, um, I, I know I got another caller. Did you, did you have anything else for Red Maria? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Right. Thank you. Thank, All you. Right, thank you. Thank you for thank calling. You, thanks. All right, I got I got one more caller. I know I'm gonna let you get back to work too. <laughs> <laughs> I got my my friend hoping to you know, holding the door for me. Hi, right, yeah. I just uh, we'll take this last caller and we'll wrap it up so I can let you rock. Hi. Right. 
Hi, hi, Red. My name's Holly. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. And, hi, Holly. Um, <laughs> I What's your name, Holly? Holly, Holly. Murray. I've been writing oh. you so many times on Facebook, and you haven't written me back, but whatever. Because I was wondering if it was really you on Facebook, but you had some there's, there's like, like four that, or five four problems. Uh, oh, hold on, I, hold on. Go ahead, Holly. <laughs> but I, I just want to tell you and thank you. My mom died two months ago, and she was 60 years old, and I showed her a video of you, and she was like, wow, this kid's got it. And I've wanted to be a wrestler for so long since I've been like a little kid. I'm 30 now. And um, my mom's like, now I know why you want to do what you do. She's like, look at this kid. This kid is crazy. She's like, she's like in the reaction that he gets by the fans and stuff, you know. And I just want to tell you that that really meant a lot to me. Because I haven't seen a spark in her eye for wrestling in a long time. And you did that for her. You know, and she finally understood why I want to become a wrestler, you know. And I just really want to thank you for that. Wow, th- thank you so much for that story. And, I, and I'm sorry about the Facebook thing, but it's just that there's a lot of profiles <laughs> of me on it. Some of them are not me, some of them are. I'm just trying to get to everyone, you know, one by one. So I'll, I'll get in touch with you soon. I'm sorry. Well, it's not, no, no, it's not, I know you're a busy guy and stuff like that, but if you want to look me up, I'm Holly Perkins, you know, and stuff like that, but I've always wanted to tell you that story and stuff like that and, like, let you know, you know, if a 60-year-old woman who's watched wrestling and says, classy, pretty, glassy and stuff, she's like, this kid kid has it, he's going to make it, she's like... She's like, screw her in stereo. He has nothing on this kid. Wow. You know, that's what she said. That's so she cool. Said, she, she was like, Ray Mysterio is nothing but a, pump, a pumped-up punk, and this kid is working his ass off in the indies, you know, on the indie scene and TNI and stuff like that. And she's like, she she just didn't understand, like, why, why you weren't in WWF, or, I mean, WWE, you know what I'm saying? And... But she really enjoyed watching you. I enjoy watching you. You know, you entertain the hell out of me. Watching you. And it helps that and it helps that you're cute too. You know? <laughs> it does Thank definitely you. help. But I will um write you and tell and write you and tell you that I talked to you tonight so you know who I am when I do write you, you know. Okay. And I do answer you on Twitter all the time. Okay. But, um, yeah. And you guys and you have a good radio show going. I've been on a couple of radio shows for wrestling, and it's all backstabbing, cutthroat, and stuff like that. And I just noticed that you, your radio show in particular, it's really good. Nobody makes fun of people and stuff like that because I'm not about that. I'm not about cutting down a wrestler because who knows? I could be working backstage with that wrestler someday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, uh, yeah I, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a fan. I enjoy it. I mean, I have a, a, a very you know, fan, I, I have a bit of a fanboy view on it, but I also have a, a professional view in terms of it being a job. So, I, you know, yeah. I, I, try to give, I try to give everybody their due. And, and you know, I appreciate you calling and, and sharing your story with, 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 you know, with the listeners and, you know, getting to talk to Red and share your story with him. You know, that's, yeah, that, that's, very, little... that's very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, you guys. All thank right. you so have much. Have a good night, Harley. Yeah, Thanks for okay. calling. You too. Bye. 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 All right, man. Before before I let you go, of course, the big plug. Um, the school. What, tell everybody the name of the school. Um, school's name right now is still uh, under uh, ideas. Still under construction. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to give uh, legit information right now because I really don't okay. know because if the guy still uh, acts like an asshole, I'm going to have okay. to find another place where we're actually looking for now just in case. But uh, when I do, though, uh, I guess uh, I see like a contact you so you can help me plug that. But, oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> man. Could, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, of course, on Twitter, you're amazing. You're amazing red one. Yeah, amazing red one. And, um, uh, you got a fan I, page I, on Facebook? Yeah, there's um, there's two fan pages. One is mine. It's, it's amazing right without the the in the beginning. And uh, I have another two Facebooks, so it has my real name. One is from, like, my family because, you okay. know, I keep my family through there, and it's like, you know, I want to no, separate. I feel you, I feel you. Yeah, because, you know, <clears throat> my mom chased on stuff like that, and I don't want to see her with, you know, people <laughs> saying different kind of no, things. No, 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 no. Then I have no, I, I got you. Yeah, I, I think the name is... Uh, um, this uh, amazing red, but it has IOD at the end of it on Facebook. Okay. All right, cool. So Adam, uh, amazing red one on Twitter and amazing red IOD on Facebook. But um, yeah, for for real, man. I mean, you know, send me an email after the show, man. We, we got to keep in touch. I definitely want to help help you grow your dream. You know, no no hustle, no bullshit, no 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 coattail riding. Just you know, help, helping a helping a. <laughs> A fellow Boricua from New York, make it, man. I, I appreciate you calling in. Thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll get to do this where you come down to the school, and hopefully I'll have that, uh, that location next to the ring, and she'll be cool. Yeah, man. You know, you, 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 you're, you're an inspiration, man. I admire, I admire that, that New York hustle that you got, man. It's, it, 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 it's very <laughs> admirable. It's, it's admirable, man. And, you know, we'll, we'll try and help you where we can, 100%. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, guys. And, and thanks to all the fans that tuned in or... I'm gonna listen to it later on. Uh, you guys are, you know, the reason why I do this, and uh, I'm gonna keep on doing what I do. You know, 110 percent. Try to help you guys out with the school, and I guess see will go from there. All right, man. Well, you know what? Keep, keep in touch on the real. You know, I'm out here. I'm out here in New York. I'm in Queens. Oh, cool, 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 man. All right, so definitely, definitely keep in touch. All right, man. Take care. All Thank right, you man. again for this, man. All right, man. We out there. Peace. All right, later on. All right, that was the Amazing Red, folks. Again, you can check him out on Twitter at AmazingRed1, the number one at the end of it, or you can look for him on Facebook, AmazingRedIOD. So that's Facebook.com, AmazingRedIOD, and at AmazingRed1 on Facebook. Of course, he has that wrestling school in the works. Once we get all the details, we'll take a little trip down there, we'll help promote it. Definitely a stand-up guy. I was very happy to have him on the show and, you know, we still got time to cover a lot of the stuff. Uh, first off, you know, like I said, we talked a little bit about UFC 121, so I'm just going to run through a couple of MMA news before I go through the rest of the show. Uh, UFC 121, very enjoyable. It was really worth the 55 bucks to me. Um, Brock Lesnar losing, like I said, from a personality standpoint, he's a douchebag. He is. But as an athlete, I respect the caliber of athlete that he is, and I definitely wanted to see him fight for sure. It was, it was fantastic. Um, I want to talk about some of the other fights on the card, on the Spike TV portion of the card. Uh, Patrick Cote fought Tom Lawler, um, a really great match. Tom Lawler showed a lot of, a, a lot of improved skills in that match. Um, something seemed a little bit off about Cote. He didn't seem to have that killer instinct he usually has. Lawler ended up taking the fight by unanimous decision, and earlier this week it was announced that the UFC had actually cut Patrick Cote. But you know what? 
he, he's a guy that he can go to Bellator, Strike Force. Um, he can go to Japan. The guy has a really great skill set, and I'm sure we'll see him back in the near future. I mean, you know, everybody goes through a bit of a rough period, but I'm sure we'll see uh, the Predator back in the UFC cage for sure. Uh, the middleweight bout was Ryan Jensen and Court McGee. Another a definite a definite solid fight from from the Spike TV audience for sure with um, Court McGee coming in there. Jensen definitely did a did some work in the first round. Um, in round two, I actually looked at it kind of being 50-50, but round three, man, Court McGee dialed it in and he ended up taking it with a submission. He caught um, he caught Jensen with an arm triangle, and um, Jensen taps. Did fantastic, fantastic free TV fight. Um, Mike Guyman, uh, Mike the Joker Guyman, who was on MMA Gospel, did, he's a fantastic dude. He, he has a really great story. He's very humble. I, I, he made me a fan based on his appearance on MMA Gospel. Um, Amy and, and Gary do a great job on that show. You can catch their show Wednesdays at 8.30. But um, Mike Guyman, I, I, was, I was rooting for him, man. He was fighting Daniel Roberts. Daniel Roberts ended up taking the fight in round one with a submission. He caught Mike with an anaconda choke. Um, again, uh, Mike Guyman, awesome dude. You should definitely check him out on Twitter. Um, j- just a really great ambassador for the sport, and I just think that this is just a little stumbling block, and I know we'll see him fighting in the octagon again real soon. Now let's talk pay-per-view. Gabriel Gonzaga was fighting uh, Brendan Schaub. Again, Brendan Schaub came in putting in a lot of work. He had a real improved stand-up game. He came in there. He took the fight uh, by unanimous decision, 30-27. Uh, another, you know, another loss, of course, for Gonzaga and, you know, the UFC guillotine swang and ended up taking Gabriel Gonzaga with it. Uh, he actually posted on Twitter that he was released from the UFC. But, again, here, here's another guy, 11-5 and five going in. The guy, the guy's a beast. He's a, he's a scary dude, and I'm sure we'll see Gabriel Gonzaga again in the near future. Um, Brendan Schaub has actually been talking about wanting to fight Frank Mir. I think that would be a great fight for sure. I'd love to see Gonzaga and Mir. Um, you know, it, it definitely a, a great a great contrast of styles, especially with Mir's Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But Schaub likes to stand and trade, so I think with Mir, Mir would actually entertain that. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, the light heavyweight bout was Matt Hamill and Tito Ortiz, of course. Tito Ortiz coming off um, his uh, back surgery. Matt Hamill coming in. He had a nice little win streak going. Of course, there was a lot of stuff said um, on the Internet and among a lot of the MMA community given Tito's remarks that he made about Matt Hamill being deaf and deaf people in general. Um, I honestly think, n- no bullshit, that Tito was, was trying to hype the fight and sometimes, you know, you, you, definitely, you definitely go in and, and you talk out of your ass. And that happens, too. Sometimes you talk out of your ass and it ends up not coming out the way you want. I think that Tito was in, in hype mode. He was ready to hype the fight. And he just, he just misspoke. It's, it's unfortunate. Shit happens. It, you know, everybody can talk shit the wrong way. And it can definitely upset some people. I like Tito. I'm a fan of his. I was really hoping that he would get back on, on the winning track especially because, you know, another loss for Tito definitely, you know, it starts souring his potential. I think Tito still has – he still has game, and I wouldn't count Tito out. But, you know, Matt Hamill, I love, I, I love Matt Hamill's story. I, I like his, his drive, his determination. But watching Matt Hamill fight is very awkward because he drops his hands a lot, and it's very frustrating 
watching him in there fighting. And, you know, I, I'm yelling at the TV, like, put your fucking hands up. And then I got to remember, it's like, fuck, the guy is deaf. Which, you know, how are you cornering him? You know, it, it, I understand, you know, how, why it is the way it is, but sometimes I forget. And I'm like, fuck, dude, put your hands up. Like, what the hell? But I, I was really pulling for Tito in this fight. A loss for Hamill would definitely have not hurt him if Tito would have won. But Tito losing, man, especially via decision, it's, it's tough. And, and he looked in great shape. He looked like he was ready to rock and roll. But <sighs> fucking Tito, man. But he'll be, he'll be back. And, and Hamill, Hamill's definitely going to start getting some, some top ten, some definitely top ten caliber opponents in the near future. I mean, Dana said that um, in a recent interview. So, kudos for Hamill. Who knows, man? He may go in there and he may bag himself a light heavyweight title shot. He may be the first, you know, handicapped light heavyweight champion. I mean, it, 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 it sounds really hokey and stupid for me to say it that way, but it's, you know, it's definitely a fitting end to, to, to the guy's story. So who knows? Maybe he'll get that opportunity in the near future. Uh, the welterweight fight with Diego Sanchez and Paulo Thiago, another exciting fight. Diego Sanchez is an animal uh, Paulo Thiago came out strong. Definitely a competitive fight from start to finish. Um, highlight of the match, Diego Sanchez picking up Paulo Thiago for a slam and running across this cage with Paulo Thiago on his shoulder just screaming like bloody murder, just like, ah, on some real Gladiator 300 shit. And it, it was really cool. I like Diego. He's such a he's such a unique individual, especially the way he carries himself and, and you know, his pre-fight rituals. And he comes out. When, when he gives that stare down, you'd think that you ran over his dog with a bus because he comes out there with that look like he, want, he, he really wants to separate your head from your body. But, but he's a real humble dude, and he's a, he's a warrior, and he respects the sport, man. So it was, it was really cool to see Diego Sanchez back to form. Uh, welterweight fight with Martin Campman and Jake Shields. You know what? I have a pen in hand. I'm going to put my pen down, and I'm going to be 100% real with you guys. Jake Shields is fucking boring. I'm sorry. He is. All this shit, ah, oh, Jake Shields, he's so awesome, blah, 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 Jake Shields this, Jake Shields that. He's good. But everybody's like, oh, he beat Dan Henderson. Yeah, but, he, you know, he, he, he almost got caught out there too. You know, Hendo, Hendo's no slouch, and, and Hendo was able to bang with, with Jake Shields. I mean, one of the things that a lot of people were talking about was the 20-pound weight cut, and that, you know, that had to do with, with the fact that he was um, not his old self. I actually had the opportunity to call into the Sirius XM Fight Club to actually discuss that because I think part of the reason why, I, why, why I'm kind of hating on Shields is because of what happened with John Fitch. Of course, John Fitch fought Thiago Alves recently, and the winner of that fight was guaranteed a shot at GSP. Jake Shields comes into the picture. John Fitch, people forget about him. Next thing you know, Jake Shields is in line for a title shot. I, I was very annoyed about it, and when I called the Sirius XM Fight Club, you know, R.J. Clifford and those guys, they kind of set me straight, and they, they, they opened my eyes to a different way of looking at it. And afterwards, I, you know, I still don't like Jake Shields just because I feel that he's overhyped. At least that's my personal opinion. But on the, on the same note, you've got to look at it like this. And, and you know, the guys at, at, at the SiriusXM Fight Club, they, they put it in a, in a really great spin. And the fact is, Fitch fought GSP and lost. Okay, people watch the UFC and they watch MMA and they want to see the most exciting fights. They want to see the fights that bring the most fans. 
and you got to look at it like this. Jay Shields came out of Strike Force. He was the champion, and, you know, fighting GSP is just natural progression. The guy came in. He had a really great win streak. He was champion, like I said, and it's a fight that people definitely would pay more money to see. I, don't get me wrong. I like John Fitch. The guy is a hardworking dude, but his style just isn't exciting enough for some people. Like, I understand the rationale with using wrestling as a base and being a grinder. I respect that, and that's fine. But they opened my eyes to why the Jake Shields fight would be better from a, from a fan perspective. I really would like to see John Fitch in there, but you know what? I can, I can see from the business standpoint why Jake Shields is getting the nod. Nonetheless, he went in there with Martin Campman, and he ended up winning by uh, split decision. I think Campman should have won that fight. Campman was, was solid. His striking was on point. Jake Shields, he, he seemed to be, I think it was definitely the weight cut, at least, you know, I, I don't know the guy personally, but I think the weight cut definitely factored in. You know, cutting three or four or five pounds is, 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 is you know, the norm. But you got to cut 20 pounds, and he did it on really short notice. He looked really sucked in and really withdrawn um, physically at the weigh-ins. So I definitely think that the weight cut was an issue. And, you know, the guy was fighting at a, at a heavier weight class, and he had to cut all the weight. So I, ca I can understand, you know, he had, to, he had to bulk up to fight the bigger guys in strike force, and then he had to drop the weight because he has to, you know, he wanted to fight. They, UFC recommended he fight in GSP's division. So, again, I'm going to reserve – total judgment on Jake Shields till I see him in another fight, even if it is a title match, just because weight cut and just, you know, I got to, I got to look past my personal bias and, and look at the bigger picture, but it is what it is. Heavyweight title bout. Brock Lesnar, of course, fought Mr. Brown pride himself, Kane Velasquez. Kane was coming in with an eight and O record. Um, put it like this, Brock Lesnar bell rang. He came out of there like a freight train, just, flew out of there ready to, to, to bang, and he, he caught Kane with a, with a knee, with a flying knee. Imagine 300-pound Brock Lesnar flying through the air with a flying knee. And, he, you know, he tried to take Kane down. Kane actually got up real quick fast. I was, I was shocked. I'm like, holy shit, he got up fast. And he actually ended up taking Brock Lesnar down, at which point, you know, they started to exchange. Brock Lesnar got a cut. He got a nice zipper under his eye. Um, the length pretty much from his nose to the end of his cheek real, re really opened up and he was bleeding. And I came to the realization, and a lot of people were talking about it over the last few weeks, that it, it, Brock did not like getting hit. Like when Cain Velasquez tapped that jaw, it, it, it was like, he was like, fuck, man, this, this, this guy knows what, what time it is. Like I can't go and bull rush my way through this guy. And it, it was definitely a, a great performance by Cain. Cain came in there, he caught him. Brock Lesnar did the break dancing, like Red was saying, and he just he just came in there and just pounded him out. And and the thing is that you can see with Cain Velasquez, especially on the ground and pound, that the guy is, is his striking is very very precise. Like he wasn't just going in there, you know, hammer 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 hammer. He was like hammer, wait for it, boom. Oh, you're covering up the left side of your head. Hold on. Oh, your face is exposed. Boom. Like he knew it was just perfectly precise shots. And Brock Lesnar just, he wasn't ready. And everybody, you know, everybody, of course, oh, my God, oh, Brock Lesnar. And, you know, he got exposed. And then I was kind of annoyed because, you know, of course the web, they go on, on the crazy tangent. And people are like, oh, Brock Lesnar fucking sucks. You know, these were the same guys that three months ago were like, Brock Lesnar's the fucking man. And it kind of annoyed me just because it's like, 
the guy's only had like five professional fights. He was coming in five and one, and you know Kane was eight and zero oh and training a little bit longer. I think that champions are made not from their wins but from their losses. Brock Lesnar losing, so what? He lost to Frank Mir, and then he came back and won the fucking belt. So you know it, it's a, it's a learning process, and, and and one loss, so what? Now he's five and two, and then of course you know the whole big thing with the Undertaker and Ariel Helwani, you know the internet, you know the the wrestling fans and the MMA fans, all of them just fucking like the Hatfields and the McCoys. Brock Lesnar's fucking going back to wrestling, man. This fucking sucks. You know he used the UFC, and, and then of course people are like. The Undertaker's going to fight an MMA? No, the fuck he's not. Let me go on record and say, he said it himself. 20 years ago, he would have done it. The Undertaker's not fighting Brock Lesnar in any kind of octagon. Brock Lesnar's not fighting at any WrestleMania. Get that shit out of your head and accept it. It's not fucking happening. It's not. I, 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 I think I'll see a double rainbow outside of my office building before I see Brock Lesnar fight at WrestleMania against The Undertaker. Not fucking happening. And Dana White went on record and said it pretty much the same way. Not fucking happening. Brock Lesnar's just got to go back, reassess, and he'll be back. He'll be back in no time. I mean, he, he got a six-month suspension, uh, medical suspension. The guy, so what? Five fights, he lost. No big deal. But, like I said, the internet fucking collectively shit themselves. They're like, fuck Brock Lesnar, man. He's full of shit, bruh. So that's uh, UFC 121 in a nutshell. Let me run through the Ultimate Fighter real quick. Uh, the Ultimate Fighter this week, again, um, very few fights left. This week's fight was uh, Dane Sayers against Sako. Um, Sako actually took the fight via unanimous decision. And, you know, they, they, I'm not going to get into the particulars of the show because that's pretty much the except that me reading you a recap, which is stupid, but Dane Sayers came in fighting Sako. Definitely a uh, first round was very close. Uh, second, um, <clears throat> excuse me, second round, you know, Sako definitely did more work. Fight definitely ended uh, with Sako in the clinch, and he he was throwing a lot more hands in the second round. Dane Sayers definitely a lot of people kind of wrote him off because he was the last pick. But, man, GSP really knows the strengths of these guys because Dane Sayers came in there and he hung with, you know, you look at a guy like Sako, this guy's a, this guy's a psychopath. But, but Dane Sayers did his job, man, and I was, I was really impressed. Of course, next week they're going to set up the um, wild card fight. Well, actually, they, they set up the wild card fight this week, which, of course, is going to be Aaron Wilkinson. He's going to be fighting Mark Stevens. Uh, GSP actually thought, that Dane was going to get the wild card spot given the performance he had against Sako, but they ended up going with Aaron Wilkinson and Mark Stevens. Not the fight I would have picked, but you know, wild card spot. I, I'm more than sure it's definitely going to be exciting for sure. And, of course, they did the coaches' challenge this week with a home run derby, which uh, Josh Koscheck won, which was a nice, fun little uh, fun little departure from, from, from the fisticuffs for sure. I mean, the coaches' challenges are always fun especially when they're giving out some serious dough. The winning coach got ten grand, and the, the teammates got $1,500 apiece. So, you know, Team Koscheck caught a bit of a break. They got a little bit of money. No harm in that. All right, let me just go through some of the other MMA news. I'm looking at the clock. I'm seeing I have an hour, an hour of show left. Um, fight bonuses. Cain Velasco has got knockout of the night, $70,000. 
submission of the night went to Daniel Roberts for Mike Guyman's for the submission on Mike Guyman. He got seventy grand. And fight of the night went to Diego and Paulo Thiago also getting seventy thousand dollars. Now, of course, they ended up releasing the payouts, and I and I wanted to go through some of these through some of these numbers with you guys. Brock Lesnar for his fight made four hundred thousand dollars, and Cain Velasquez got paid two hundred thousand dollars, and that included his hundred thousand dollar win bonus. It's insane. Jake Shields got a hundred and fifty grand which included the $75,000 win bonus. Martin Campman got $27,000. Diego Sanchez made $100,000. That included a $50,000 win bonus. Uh, Tito Ortiz, here's a crazy number that will blow you guys, your, your minds. Matt Hamill made $58,000, right? That included a $29,000 win bonus. Tito Ortiz made two hundred and fifty grand. Fucking insane, man. It's some, some serious dough. Nonetheless, like I said, from UFC 121, medical suspensions came out. Brock Lesnar got 180 days. Jake Shields got 180 days. Diego Sanchez got 180. Court McGee, Patrick Cote, all of them got 180. Paulo Thiago got 60. Uh, Tito Ortiz got 45. Brendan got 45. Gonzaga got 45. Jensen uh, got 45. Kamozi got 60. Chris Kamozi actually, he fought uh, Dong Yi Yang, and um, Kamozi actually ended up getting a suspension as well. The, it, Brock Lesnar, you'll see him in six months. You know, Shane Carwin was supposed to be fighting Roy Nelson. Shane Carwin's actually going to be getting back surgery, so definitely uh, wishing him a speedy recovery. And, of course, the big news this week was the merger of the WEC and the UFC, which is which is huge. It opens up a lot of avenues now. The UFC in, mer- in merging with the WEC acquires two new weight divisions, bantamweight at 135 pounds and featherweight at 145. Their lightweight, the, the WEC lightweight division, what they're going to do is they're actually going to take the winner of the Ben Henderson and Anthony Pettis fight, and they're going to have him meet the winner of... Um, Gray Maynard and Frankie Edgar, and they're going to unify the belts, and that's going to happen at UFC 125. That's going to be fucking insane. Jose Aldo is going to defend his featherweight title, which is now going to become the UFC featherweight title at UFC 125. This is all going to become official in 2011, so definitely fantastic. So WEC's got two events on the Versus Network, uh, one November 11th and December 16th. After that, the WEC will be no more, and it will be UFC with lighter divisions, which is going to open up a whole new realm of awesome fights. If you've never seen WEC fights, homework assignment, Leonard Garcia versus the Korean Zombie. That's all I have to say. Those two, that that fight, bananas, start to finish. But with that said, there's some other MMA news, but I definitely want to hit the gaming news as well. So I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we are going to talk some gaming news right after this. I wonder what's on tonight, even. Tonight at 10 on your local news. I said to Jesus, Jesus, can you save me? This is the deal of the century, people. I'm telling you. So, Jason, uh, what, what, I mean, what, what are we doing tonight? Tumbling with Tumbleweed Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Blogtalkradio.com, Eastern Standard Time. Do you even know? Jason, 
Jason, are you there? All right, and we're back. I was going to discuss a little bit of Raw and the bragging rights pay-per-view, but I figured, you know, the, with, the, with the kick-ass interview that Red did, I think that we covered enough wrestling for this evening. Uh, you can go on the fucking internet and read what happened. I'm not... You, you guys know the deal. But let's talk some video games. First off, Nintendo will be launching not one but two systems in honor of the Mario anniversary. Nintendo's going to be launching a red Nintendo DSi XL and also a red Wii. The red Nintendo DSi XL bundle will include Mario Kart DS, and it's also going to come preloaded with Brain Age Express Arts and Letters and Brain Age Express Math and Photo Clock. That's going to be $179. The, the 25th anniversary Wii system, you're going to get a red Wii with a red Wiimote Plus, which is going to have the Motion Plus built into it. It's going to run $199. You're going to get it with Wii Sports, New Super Mario Brothers, and a red Nunchuck. On, uh, sadly, though, the guys in Europe ended up getting the original Donkey Kong, but they, you will not be getting that. And you're not going to be getting... Um, an original Super Mario Brothers. You're just going to get Wii Sports and new Super Mario Brothers. That bundle is going to be available November 7th, and it's going to be $199. NBA Jam, besides being a Wii exclusive, now is multi-console and will be available November 17th. It's going to run you 50 bucks, the same as the Wii version. You're going to get a two-on-two mode plus online play. But in December, they're going to drop an update that's going to add remix games, four-player party jam mode, and an online progression mode. So definitely something to look forward to. I think NBA Jam is going to be one of the few sports games I actually pick up. I was a huge NBA Jam fan. I remember, you know, dropping a quarter just to play one quarter of the game, and if I won the quarter, I felt like I won the whole game. You know how it was back then. But nonetheless, definitely cool for that. I definitely am looking forward to seeing uh, playing with uh, LeBron James and, and the rest of the Heat. Kobe Bryant and those guys, and, you know, Big Head Mode, Sarah Palin, Obama. How, how can you not want to play it? And, of course, no surprise, Sony announced the price drop for the PSP Go. It's going to drop from a whole $249 to a whole $199, whole $50 savings for a system that has hardly any great games. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. If I had a soundbite for crickets, I'd actually play it, because nobody gives a fuck. Especially now that, you know, there's the whole PlayStation phone, which everybody's creaming in their shorts about, which is not coming out this year, I can guarantee it, probably next year for sure. But PSP drops 50 bucks, so if you want to buy it, knock yourselves out. For those of you that are fans of Rock Band 3 and fans of John Lennon, John Lennon's album Imagine will be a post-launch downloadable album for Rock Band 3. You're going to get a full album of 10 tracks, including Imagine, you're going to get Crippled Inside, Jealous Guy, It's So Hard, I Don't Want to Be a Soldier, Give Me Some Truth, Oh My Love, How Do You Sleep, How, and Oh Yoko. The release date and the cost hasn't been announced yet, but for those of you that are fans of John Lennon, you'll be able to play that on Rock Band 3. Much like GTA 4, it looks like Rockstar is going to be releasing their downloadable content on a separate, on a separate disc for Red Dead Redemption. Uh, the Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare disc will be coming out November 23rd for 30 bucks. You're going to get the Undead Nightmare, Outlaws to the End, Legends and Killers, Liars and Cheats, and all the multiplayer and free roam content that has come out for 30 bucks. 
So if you don't want to play the Red Dead Redemption and you want to kill some zombie cowboys, then November 23rd is going to be your day. Not only that, but you're not even going to need the original Red Dead Redemption to play it. Perfectly standalone for 30 bucks. Konami announced earlier this week that No More Heroes HD will be coming out exclusively to the PS3. Um, you'll be expecting that at some point in 2011, and they're trying to decide if it will include PlayStation Move support. So for those of you that are fans of No More Heroes and didn't want to get a Wii for one game, PS3 is the system for you. PlayStation is going to be launching, get this, a rewards program for playing, for, playing the cons- you know, for playing games on the console. The program will be starting with PlayStation 3, and you're going to have three tiers, Select, Pro, and Legendary, which you'll be able to achieve doing various things, such as playing a new game, buying PSN content, downloading movies or TV shows, and taking surveys. According to PlayStation Network President Susan Panico, she said, our previous loyalty program was self-reported and a one-way conversation. They would tell us how many games they had, and we would believe them, and we would send them marketing surveys, and that would be it in terms of communication. We want to create more of a two-way communication with our console owners as a way to say thank you. Gamers are very engaged and a passionate and vocal community. They also have tons of other media interests. They interact with the PlayStation Network and the PlayStation in general across games, movies, homes, and, and the home system. They do ratings and reviews on gaming forums, etc., Anyone who has a PlayStation Network account will be able to join. Members can look at their, pro, at their profile page and see reward progress and figure out what level they're on. These are the rewards you get. Each tier will give players digital rewards, such as PSN avatars, dynamic themes, and PlayStation Home content. Players will be able to enter sweepstakes for bigger prizes, like a trip to the 2011 CES show, having lunch with one of your favorite developers, getting a life-size Hellgas statue from, it, from Killzone, and a ton of other features. The program will be running from April 1st to March 31st and will reset each year. A beta version of the program will be starting sometime later this week and will be uh, launched for early adopters of the PlayStation Plus and Gamer Advisory Panel. You know, I should really sign up for PlayStation Plus because I'm actually a Game Advisory Panel member. I don't know, and maybe test it out. But you know what? I'll, I'll keep you guys posted in a couple of, uh, in a couple of days and um, I'll let you know if I decide to pull the trigger. Thanks, Wolf, for the heads up. That, that program actually is live as of today. Props to Ancient Wolf for bringing that to my attention. Moving on in the last bit of movie news, Super Mario All-Stars Limited Edition will be coming out on the Nintendo Wii. Priced at 30 bucks. you're going to get the original Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario 2, The Lost Levels, Super Mario Brothers 2, Regular, Super Mario 3, and you'll be able to pick that up on the Wii in disc form and not virtual console for 30 bucks. In addition to the four games, you're going to be getting a CD soundtrack as well as a commemorative booklet. The booklet is going to feature 32 pages of behind-the-scenes info on game development as well as rare concept art. You know, it's nice that they're going to do this and release it for 30 bucks, but again, it's buying more of the same shit. What if you uh, find... You know, twenty anniversary Mario, thirty bucks. I'm I'm not even going to sit and and bitch about it because it is what it is. Last bit of news to close out the gaming segment. Business Insiders reported that pre-orders for the Microsoft Connect have sold out for both for both Best Buy and Amazon.com. 
Console bundles are still available, though, for both locations. But for those of you that, want, that already have 360s and want to connect, you won't be able to get them at Best Buy or Amazon because the pre-orders are gone. You have two other options, brick and mortar, going to GameStop, Walmart, typical, typical places, or you can go to GameStop's website or Walmart's website where pre-orders for the Connect sensor are still available. How long that takes? Who knows? I have a feeling that the Connect is going to be one of those, you know, fucking unicorn items that you'll only see one of. It's just going to be like, is it there? Is it real? Can I actually buy one? And then you're not going to see that shit till like April. That's what's going to happen. The Connect is the fucking unicorn of the gaming industry. It's like, is it real? Can I hold one? And then maybe, maybe you'll get lucky in December after, you know, buying the shit off eBay for 400 bucks or camping outside a, a Best Buy at 7.30 in the morning while you freeze your ass off on Black Friday. Who knows? But I have a feeling that the Kinect is definitely going to move a shitload of units, especially after the, the gameplay that we got to experience at the New York Comic Con, which, of course, you can check out on our YouTube channel. It's uh, My Take Radio TV on YouTube. And that's pretty much it for the gaming news. There's a shit ton of movie news I want to get through, and there's definitely a couple of things I know you guys are going to love. I'm going to take another commercial break, and when I get back, we will talk some movie news right after this. You know those shows where they play video game music, and they laugh in like really high voices like... (laughs) Well, you won't listen to that on our show, because we don't have the budget for that kind of thing. We're broke as hell. And uh, nobody really cares that much to laugh that hard. So um, if you're looking for a show like that, that has horrible audio quality and uh, void of fake laughter, Video Game News Radio, 11 p.m. Tuesday nights on all games. All right, and we're back. Let's talk some movies. First off, a little Lord of the Rings news for you guys. Seems that the, the they finally casted Bilbo Baggins for the upcoming Hobbit movie. Uh, Martin Freeman from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, he was also Tim on BBC's version of The Office, has been cast as Bilbo in The Hobbit. Also, in addition to that, they casted Richard Armitage. He's going to be playing Thorin Oakenshield. Uh, you also got Graham McTavish. He's going to be playing Dwalin. Uh, John Callan is going to be Oin. Uh, Stephen Hunter is going to be Bomber, and Mark Hadlow from King Kong will be playing Dory. Uh, Peter Hamilton will play Gloin, and Aiden Turner from Being Human will play Killy. In addition to that, of course, um, you're going to see the, the return of Gandalf and the, get this, which of course is a great money-making ploy, you're going to see that The Hobbit is going to be broken up into two movies, not one. So be on the lookout for that. In some Marvel movie news, Marvel Studios has decided to put a stop to the adaptation of The Runaways. Deadline has reported that director Peter Sollett is currently free to work on another movie before coming back to the film, which does not have a definite, st- a definite starting date at this point. Uh, Deadline reports that despite rumors that the, of the, about the disappointing performance of Kick-Ass being a factor, the truth is that Marvel has just, just got too much shit going on, and they want to make sure to give the film its proper treatment. I, you know, I, I really hate when people sit here and gauge the success of movies on, you know, profitability. Sometimes you've got to look at story and just 
how well it delivered to the fans. Yeah, don't get me wrong. The revenue and the money that's delivered is, is fantastic. But you've got to look at it like this. Kick-ass, true to the, you know, as close to the book as possible. It was fun. It was entertaining. So what? It was R-rated. So what? The girl said cunt. Who gives a shit? The fact of the matter is the show itself was, was very, very, I mean, the show, the movie itself was very enjoyable from start to finish. You know who suffered from this syndrome too? Scott Pilgrim. Great movie just didn't connect with people, but sometimes you can't just look at the monetary bottom line. You have to look at the fact that the story itself is good and, and it captures the, what the movie, you know, the, the source material as well as it can. It's unfortunate. I mean, I really like what they're doing, though, in terms of putting runaways on the shelf because not for nothing, Marvel really does have a full plate. You've got the Avengers, you've got Thor, you've got Captain America, which, of course, you see the... The, the Zoolander Captain America picture from Entertainment Weekly that's on the Facebook fan page. Fact of the matter is, if you're going to do a Runaways movie, wait it out, maybe do something smaller budget and give it the proper treatment, maybe do it straight to DVD, maybe make it a series, but don't, don't crowd the plate so much because then projects like this end up being shitty. And if you actually want to use Kick-Ass as the excuse, then you're a fucking jackass for thinking that. Box office totals. No surprise, Paranormal Activity 2 opened huge in the box office, $41.5 million to earn the number one spot. That's the fifth highest opening in October history and the highest supernatural horror opening weekend of all time. The movie had a budget, get this, of only $3 million. The original Paranormal Activity grossed $61 million at a $15,000 budget at the time. This one only has a $3 million budget, and it's made $41.5 million. Redonkulous. Jackass 3D dropped to number two. You can check out Slick's review later on, later on today or at some point tomorrow. Uh, with $21.6 million, that's a 57% drop more or less. It's grossed $87.1 million on a budget of $20 million. Red came in. $15 million for the number three spot, total gross of 43.5, had a budget of 58. Clint Eastwood's Hereafter was number four. It grossed $12 million, and it has a budget of $50 million. Not so good. The Social Network, number five, film grossed $72.9 million, 90.5 90, worldwide, had a budget of $50 million. Secretariat fell two spots. 6.9 for the week for the for the weekend, 37.4. Overall, the the film had a budget of 35 million dollars, made an extra you know an extra 2.4 million dollars in the process. It's starting to get a little profitable. Life as we know it dropped to number seven. Guardians with the fucking owls dropped to number eight. The town is still in the fucking box office at number nine, and Easy A dropped to number ten. So. Very interesting weekend at the box office, that's for sure. Of course, you know a couple of weeks back I talked about Star Wars getting the 3D treatment and also the Star Wars trilogy being released on Blu-ray. But now there are rumors that they may be doing three more Star Wars movies plus the TV series. George Lucas is rumored to be financing the films himself using the money he makes from the 3D reissues from the Star Wars episodes 1 through 6. Take it with a grain of salt. Whether they do it or not, George Lucas is just fucking cashing it all in. That's it. They should just make a movie 
about about Jar Jar Banks bowel movement. And I guarantee you, like the real hardcore fanboys will be fucking sitting there listening to this is Jar Jar Binks. I need to take a number two. This is Jar Jar Binks take number two. And they will sit there and pay money for that shit. Because that's what happens, you know? Star Wars is like crack. It, 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 uh, I, I really hope they just come out in Blu-ray and they look good and I can buy it. And if the 3D ones come out, whatever. But I just want the fucking the, the six movies on Blu-ray. That's it. Fuck you, George Lucas, really. Fuck you. Uh, not totally movie-related, but I really wanted to share this with you guys just to show that we are going to hell in a handbasket the season finale of the Jersey Shore pulled in 6.1 million viewers for their second season. It is now the highest-rated series in MTV history. 6.1 million viewers give that much of a fuck about the situation, Snooki, Wow, and their exploits, to make it the number one-rated series in MTV history. Ugh. It's insane. It really is insane. Well, here's something that, that might anger some of you guys, make some of you guys happy. Robert Zemeckis, of course, is, is promoting the Back to the Future 25th Anniversary uh, edition, which, of course, has been released on Blu-ray. But he also discussed the fact that he will be working on a remake for the Beatles' Yellow Submarine. Yeah, don't, don't adjust your fucking dial. The Yellow Submarine being remade. Reports have stated that the film will be shot in 3D, which is a no-brainer. Uh, the cast is going to be Dean Lennox Kelly as John Lennon, uh, Peter Sefrafinowitz as Paul McCartney, Carrie Elways as George Harrison, Pudding Head included, Adam Campbell as Ringo Starr. Originally, David Tennant was rumored to be involved, but he is not. He was going to be playing the Queen of the Blue Meanies. So, Yellow Submarine Remake. Ugh. But you know what? That's not even the worst news. Not by a long shot. The, 20, the 20th anniversary edition of Child's Play, of course, came out on DVD. But that's not the worst part. They are doing a remake. Not even kidding. Don Mancini tell, told Screen Junkies that the remake was on hold until MGM sorts out its financial problems. There's also a, a rights issue because MGM has the rights to the original film while Universal owns the sequels. He said the following. I'm personally open to other things, but I think that what the studio wants because Seed of Chucky didn't do very well is that the feeling is that Chucky's viability, his future, is in a more straightforward horror vein. I was talking about rights issues before. I don't think it's necessarily what we'll end up that we'll end up doing a strict remake. I think we'll reboot it in the sense that it'll just be more conventionally scary, and it will only be Chucky, and we won't have a Tiffany or a Glenn. And it won't necessarily be totally, totally remake slash reboot. In regards to the character's origins, Mancini said, we've explored a different number of possible scenarios. I'm definitely pushing to go in a very disturbing direction because I feel like if we're going to go back to the beginning, it should be a horror movie beginning and we want to go really disturbing. You know, I understand the necessity for remakes, but was Chucky such a huge fucking film in any, in any shape, way, or form 
that you really would want to invest money into doing a movie about a doll that kills people. I don't know. I think the shit's lost its luster. You know how I feel about 3D movies anyway. But the fact that you guys would even go that route is, is you know, the fact that Hollywood would even go that route is beyond me. It really is. It, it, it's like, it, uh, you know, I, I go on there every week and I'm like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. And I, I go and, I, you know, I've gone to the forums and I come on the show and remakes, 3D, all bullshit. But, but sometimes... You just got to really fucking take a step back and go, why, Hollywood? Why are you making this bullshit? Oh, yeah. We're going to make a brand new child's play. No one gives a shit. No one. Nobody gives a fuck about Chucky in the least bit. I didn't even give a fuck about him when they did the movie and he, they were having doll sex with, with the fucking Meg, Meg Tilly doll and, and the baby. Ugh, I... Two shits. I gave two shits about that movie. Child's Play was only good. The first one, the second one with Andy, and I believe the third one where they were in military school and he switched to fake bullets with real bullets and motherfuckers started shooting each other. That's when it was good. Anything after that, total horse shit. With that said, let me just bring Slick on the air because I know he has some stuff he wants to share. Slick, what's going on, dude? What's up, man? What do you got, brother? You said they want to remake Chucky and they want to make it disturbing and they want to go with a horror movie. And, like, Chuck, I mean, the original Child's Play, yes, it was a horror movie, but it's like, it's not scary. You can't be really scary when your bad guy is a fucking, like, a, a fucking Teddy Ruxpin. You're being, you're being stalked by my buddy. Exactly. There's no, there's nothing scary about that. And they, what, what are they gonna do to make it disturbing? Is Chucky gonna masturbate? Chucky's gonna be a pillow pet. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. Chucky's gonna be a pillow pet, and he's gonna jump into different pillow pet bodies, and he's just gonna kill people like the unicorn pillow pet will oh impale God. somebody. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But, but you know what? As shitty, this is Hollywood. This is, these are the guys that are doing a movie about the Ouija board, which I was going to discuss next. Ugh. Ouija board movie, Battleship movie. Why don't you just make a Color Forms movie? Why don't you make a movie called Operation? Just make a movie where somebody gets fucking locked in Toys R Us and all the fucking dogs come to life and attack them. I mean, that would that, be better than Child's Play. I'm telling you, and to go that route is, is beyond me. Jesus Christ. The fucking remakes just keep on coming. Oh, yeah, of course. What else you got? This shit with fucking George Lucas. I mean, this dude <laughs> needs to fucking stop. Because he always wants to complain whenever anybody other than him writes a fucking Star Wars story but he wants to make these other movies. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do? You got you got Clone Wars on TV right now, which, granted, is a good show, but it's completely unnecessary. You got Star Wars Force Unleashed that came out two days ago, which there's two books on it. It's a great story, but, I mean, where the fuck did this shit come from? 
Well, you know what? Let, let me let me pause you right there, and I'll tell you what's funny about that. I was discussing this with Josh. Well, you know what happened with Star Wars? And I'll tell you what it was. They created um, a, a universe, you know, with Starkiller that was so well done and so and so perfect in terms of story that they they, they fucking they, they blew their load and they didn't know what to do with themselves. They're like, holy shit, we have something that people give a fuck about. Because, you know, every other Star Wars game was... It wasn't the greatest game, but they were all the same shit. You know, Rebel Alliance, Fly an X-Wing. You know, the, the Super NES games where you played the fucking movies. You know, they came up with an original take that they were trying to force into the, the, the already established storyline. And that's what's happening. Like, the Force Unleashed is very unique in that it's so well done and so perfect. But, dude, they don't have any way to fucking put it into the, in, into the existing canon. It's, it's, like, impossible because they're like, fuck. You know, this guy can't exist because then Luke Skywalker would have met him, you know, and shit like that. Yeah, trust me, they're going to try. they probably do more shitty CG scenes. It's, it, it's crazy. People shooting first and shit like that. And well, these, you know what? Go ahead. These next three movies, which are probably going to cover the, you know... The Solo and Skywalker children and shit like that. Well, Skywalker, I don't think he had any children, but whatever. And fucking Luke going crazy and going to the dark side and shit like that. I'm like, you waited too fucking long. Yes. Fucking Harrison Ford, like, is older than dirt right now. And he's still your perfect Han Solo. It's like, I can't really see anybody else playing him. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, you, know, you know what the problem is? That when you want to go and make three more movies, it, it, it's like, what, I mean, if you go by the books, like some of those, the, the expanded universe books, you know, Grand Admiral Thorne, uh, the Jedi Twins, um, Luke going to the dark side, there's great stories that can be told there. But you know what it is? You can't recast Luke Skywalker now that he's old. You know, like, it's going to be really weird. Exactly. I mean, you can do Anakin Skywalker because you never saw Anakin Skywalker. He always had a fucking a mask on his face. I mean, you still fucked that up. <laughs> it, I, you, that's the problem. I think that... that and, and, you know, Josh, Josh is, a, is a huge Star Wars fan, and he said in, in an article that he had referenced that George Lucas makes more Star Wars stuff because of the money he makes from merchandising. Like, he just creates shit to make more toys to make more money. Absolutely. I, I've, I was in a Target the other day, and I was saying to my friend, I'm like, look at these Star Wars toys. A lot of them are the same fucking toys that were out in 1978 because yep. they're using the same fucking molds. Pretty much, or, or at least using slightly improved ones for, you know, detailing and shit like that. But pretty much, they're almost exactly the same, almost. Now, Hasbro still has a lot of the same old molds, and they're just reusing them the same way they used them 10 years ago. It, it, it's crazy. I mean, if you're doing movies like that to to, mer to do merchandising, and that's fine, then don't do these huge gaps in between them. Because what happens is 
that you force out shit. Because think about it, the prequels, the, you know, fucking pod racing bullshit, emo, emo fucking Anakin in the second one, it didn't hit its stride till the third movie. And it was, it was too late. It was like, oh, fuck, man. Too late for this shit. You know, it's too late to actually enjoy it. They're like, ugh, I can only watch the third one now. I mean, I like the prequels for, for my own reasons, but it's like the way they did it and then the way they, they marketed the movie and, and, you know, fucking Anakin being a whiny baby, it, it, was, it just didn't work. And then by the time the third one came and it, everything came together, the series was over. You know, like, I think George Lucas needs to really do like fucking Cameron did with Avatar and just take his time, even if it takes an extra five years, at least do it five years after you had done the prequels, not fucking 15 years after, an, after the 3D version and the Blu-ray version come out. Stupid. They both need to fucking go somewhere with their fucking bullshit. Well, you know what? Uh, but, but before I let you go, James Cameron has officially confirmed via a Fox filmed, uh, Fox filmed Entertainment press release that um, James Cameron has agreed to make Avatar 2 and 3 his next films. Cameron will begin working on the scripts early next year with production to begin later in 2011. Cameron will then decide if he will shoot the films back-to-back or release the first untitled sequel in December 2014 and then the third film in December of 2015. Yeah, Avatar 2, Wrath of the Sea Monkeys. <laughs> but, but you know what, dude? 2014 and 2015. Unless they do them back, you know, unless he films them back-to-back, people, you know, they're, they're going to have to do a lot of work to keep Avatar relevant for the next two years. No, they won't. You don't think you so? Got it, you got it next year coming out on the fucking 3DS. He'll fucking... Right. Release, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He'll release another fucking version in 2012, the end of the world version. In 2013, he'll have some stupid event that everybody will fucking clamor to. There'll probably have some fucking contest for it or some shit. And then they'll start selling tickets to 2014's premiere of Wrath of the Sea Monkeys, and motherfuckers will wait online for that like it's Star Wars. Yep. Dressed like fucking sea monkeys. Yeah, well, we saw it at the Comic-Con, so. Ugh. So, you, dude, I, I just, it, it, I wanted to segue right into that because I know, I know, you know, your opinion on it, but I had to share that with you because it's crazy. But you know what it is? James Cameron knows that if he strikes while the iron is hot, he can be the first dude to have three movies in a franchise make a billion dollars. Think about that. Like the concept of that alone is, is a driving force. Like besides the fact that he has the technology and he wants to make the movies really kick ass, dude, if, if you made one movie, one, that's Fern Gully, and it's a billion-dollar movie, billion. Like that, dude. You, you. I, that makes me want to wake up in the morning and wipe my ass with a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> it does, dude. It, imagine you wake up and you're James Cameron, and you walk out of your house and you and you punch your gardener in the face. Your gardener's gonna be like, "Hey, man, why'd you punch me in the face?" And you could be like, "I'm James Cameron, bitch. I made a movie that made a billion dollars. A billion. I can buy your whole fucking country." 
You know what I mean? Like, like that allure is so powerful that he knows that he can put out a second and a third and possibly make a billion dollars again. True. I mean, the only reason why he, I would say that he's actually letting it take this long is because the only thing that sold the first movie was mind-numbing fucking CGI. Right. And, and 3D. Which will be more advanced. <laughs> which will be more advanced in two years. You know that. In 3D, that's going to be fucking, that you may not even need glasses for. Yeah, and it, it takes time to do that shit. Yep. Because trust me, if he could put that shit out tomorrow, he would do it tomorrow. In three months, he'd do an extra version of it. He'd release the Blu-ray, and then he'd release the Blu-ray again. Because that's yep. exactly what he fucking did with Avatar. There you go. Dude, it's it's dude the 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 allure of a billion of of a billion dollars, it, it you, you can't dude you can't pass that up. So I, like I understand the motivations. I mean, don't get me wrong, but he wants to expand on the story, and that's all fine and good, and that's what he tells the public. But he's probably running around his house in fucking Navi Navi underoos, saying, "I'm gonna make another billion dollars, bitch." <laughs> You know he I mean, is. I mean, for, so for what it's right worth, for what it's worth, if James Cameron ever listens to an episode of My Take Radio, he has fucking hit squads coming after me. I'm saying this right now. Dude, get your money. I ain't mad at you for getting your money. But at the same time, fuck your movie. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Any, uh, anything else you want to add? I just want to wrap it up so I can put up the uh, talk about the contest, too. All right, man. I'm good for now. All right, homie. Thanks for calling, buddy. Later. All right, let me run through the last bit of news since we got, like, less than 30 minutes left. Um, Of course, no big secret, the Batman, the new Batman movie is going to be called The Dark Knight Rises, and Christopher Nolan has gone on record as saying that the Riddler will not be in the film, and he went on to say the following about the the villain or villains. We'll use many of the same characters as we have all along, and we'll be introducing some new ones. So obviously, you know, Commissioner Gordon will be there. You know, Tom Hardy was recently cast, and they're saying he's going to be playing Harvey Bullock. Not 100% sure if they'll go that route or not, but that's the rumor. You know, there's Catwoman, there's Killer Croc. There's a plethora of characters. I mean, you know, the Riddler's cool and all. You can put him in there, but in keeping with the whole real-world tone of The Dark Knight, who knows? He may he may just go Catwoman. He may go Talia Al Ghul just to keep it with the whole Ross Al Ghul from the first one. A couple of different ways to do it. So definitely a wait-and-see approach for sure. But I'll tell you what, The Dark Knight Rises is the title. So anybody that bought that URL is going to be making a pretty penny if the studio didn't buy it already. Last but not least, uh, John Slattery and Sam Elliott are the leading group of candidates to play J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man reboot. Out of the front runners for those roles, of course, both Slattery and Elliott have experience working with Marvel. John Slattery played Howard Stark in Iron Man 2 and General Ross in the 2003 version of The Hulk. Uh, Sam Elliott was caretaker in Ghost Rider. It sucks because I like J.K. Simmons as Jonah Jameson in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. He was, he was great, man. I don't know why they don't keep him and they want to recast that shit, too. I know you want to make it totally different from Raimi's films, and that's great, but J.K. Simmons was good, man. He was awesome as, 
as J. Jonah Jameson just being cheap and shit. It was fucking... He's he's great for that. I don't understand why why they wouldn't even want to do that. But it is what it is, my friends. Last but not least, like I said, they are doing a Ouija movie, and you should be seeing that in Thanksgiving of 2012, right along with Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance in 2012. That's actually going to wrap up all the movie news for this week. Let's talk about this contest. Um... I've been communicating back and forth with, with West Mansion, who does these, who's working on promoting the Splatterhouse game, which will be coming out for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. As such, they have decided to actually give me some T-shirts to give away to the My Take Radio fans. And as such, I will be doing a contest, and it's pretty much going to be like this. Like I said at the start of the broadcast, originally I was going to do a trivia type of deal with some trivia questions and do it that way. But... Too much work, too much shit to review amongst a thousand other things, and here's what we're going to do. And it's really going to integrate our Facebook fan page and our forums to an extent. Basically, I'm going to put our standard logo as the default picture on the fan page. Your homework assignment is to take our logo and the My Take Radio name and, and do it in any way you wish, whether it's a cool sign or whether it's, you know, a girl with a logo pasted on her, uh, uh, on her cleavage. Who knows? I'm just throwing shit out there. But just a photo of you with the MTR logo in some shape, way, or form, and the person with the most original use, well, the, pre, the pre, five people with the most original uses of the logo will get a Splatterhouse West Mansion T-shirt, which I will actually be taking a photo of and putting it up this weekend along with the contest rules. Very easy. Take a photo of yourself with a... My Take Radio logo, email it to me at mtrhost at gmail.com. We will put it in the fan page photo gallery as well as in the forums. And you guys can, of course, check them out, make your opinions on them. And we will, of course, decide who the top five are. We will also send you your shirts right afterwards. So if you're going to send your pictures with the MTR logo, send them to mtrhost at gmail.com along with your name and, and mailing address. And if you're chosen, you'll get a free Splatterhouse T-shirt. That's it. Simple and to the point. Take a picture of yourself with the logo and the MTR name in any shape or form that you wish. People with the most original uses of the logo will get a shirt. Simple as that, folks. Get the shirt, send the pic. That's it. All right, with that said, let's wrap it up. Of course, I want to thank Amazing Red for his great call into the show this week. You can follow Amazing Red at Facebook. It's at AmazingRed1. You can also look for him. I mean, whoops, it's AmazingRed1 on Twitter. Sorry about that, getting a little late. And, of course, you can follow Red on Facebook. It's AmazingRedIOD. That's his Facebook account. And, of course, a couple of plugs. Of course, VGN Radio, they got their plug earlier, as did, as did Don Anderson's Tumbling with Tumbleweed that you can hear. Uh... Tuesdays at 10 p.m. on the Block Talk Radio Network. You can check his show out then. Uh, shout out to SuperheroStuff.com. You can also go to the Superhero Stuff fan page on Facebook. Renando and his crew run a kick-ass store selling great superhero merchandise. Trying to stack some money so I can get a movie replica Wolverine jacket that they have from the X-Men movies. Um, definitely a cool jacket to have. It's 350 bucks, but it really looks very well done. 
and it only would take a hardcore comic book fan to notice that it was that it was even Wolverine's jacket. So definitely check them out, superherostuff.com and also Superhero Stuff on Facebook. Got to give a shout-out to Kai from GamerWave. You can check out GamerWave on Facebook and also GamerWave.com, I believe it is. I, I may have fucked that up. But um, look for GamerWave on Facebook, and you can also follow Kai on Facebook as well. Just look for GamerWave. Looking to have Kai back in a few weeks. Kai's been on the show before because he used to run the Northeast Wasteland dot com website and fan page as well as podcast gamer wave is his newest endeavor stop by their fan page and show your support got to give a shout out to consequences creed as he's embarking on his road to be a wwe superstar definitely go creedgo.com is your site to go to for that shout out to the deadliest warrior crew max geiger his site giantsparrow.com of course jeff demoline you can check his site it's jeffdemoline.com uh, Jeffrey, I think it's Jeffrey Thor Demoline. I don't have the link in front of me, um, but you can check it out in the links section on MyTakeRadio.com. Of course, giant, uh, drink docs, vitamin water for Dr. Armand Dorian. Shout out to the Girl Gamer crew, GirlGamer.com. GamingAngels.com as well for their support. MMA Gospel, their show Wednesdays, 8.30. Check out Gary and Amy delivering you great MMA news and great MMA insight and also spotlighting a lot of great up-and-coming fighters. Again, MMA Gospel, Wednesdays, 8.30. You can also check my boy Josh. He runs MMA Valor. He has a really great store that sells some really cool up-and-coming designer shirts for MMA brands. You can hit him up on MMAValor.com. Of course, the crew from Darksiders, I actually sent a little note to THQ, so we should be having them back at some point next year, so keep an eye out for that. Of course, Brooks Macbeth, look for him on YouTube.com slash Brooks Macbeth or look for him on Facebook. Got to give a shout-out to all the VGN shows, VGN Radio, Cleveland Sports Radio, like I said, Tumbling with Tumbleweed. Uh, my buddy Blaine, he runs BornStubberRadio.com. Blaine recently celebrated a birthday. Happy birthday to you, Blaine. BornStubberRadio.com, you can check out their show there and also look for Born Stubber Radio on iTunes. 411 Mania for all their kick-ass MMA and wrestling coverage. OC Remix for the music, of course. Filmdrunk.com for their kick-ass fucking movie news. Those guys are nuts. Uh, Vince is, a, is an awesome fucking dude. He was a great guest, and he just, he just skewers Hollywood mercilessly. So definitely check out Filmdrunk.com. That's pretty much it. Again, Splatterhouse Contest will be launching. Send a pic with, the name of the, with our show name and logo. In most original ways possible, top five pictures will get T-shirts. They are size extra large. You can send emails and the photos to mtrhost at gmail.com. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash akuma25. That's my personal account. Or the show account, twitter.com slash mytakeradio. MySpace, we are on there as well. It's myspace.com slash mytakeradio. And the Facebook fan page is facebook.com slash my Take Radio. I'm still on the fence about the Tumblr blog. I'm kind of playing around with it. We'll see what happens in a few weeks. And, of course, our forums. Kick-ass conversation in there. We talk about all kinds of stuff. MyTakeRadio.com slash forums is the address for that. Lastly, before I, I, I close it up, I wanted to read to you guys a bit of fan mail I got from Gavin Davis. Um, he's a fan from the U.K. And um, just, a, just a really great email, and I wanted to give him a shout-out as well. Check out his email here. 
Hello, sir. I bet you never imagined that a guy in Wales, UK, would be sitting on top of a ruined 700-year-old castle listening to your show on a sunny afternoon. Your show is awesome. No shit, no platitude. Just absolute joy at listening to my favorite subjects covered by a most funny and likable guy. Thanks, Gavin. We love the way you say the word fuck. I like the way I say the word fuck, too. Thanks a lot. Uh, Your show is the best of its ilk, and it's the highlight of my listening week as you seem to be able to catch so much MMA, wrestling, play video games, and watch movies. How do you find the fucking time? Trust me, it's a lot of sleepless nights. My missus gives me so much shit for doing a quarter of what you do. You say you have a YouTube site, but I cannot find it. Gavin, I actually responded to you, but just in case you're listening, it's uh, youtube.com slash mytakeradiotv. Of course, Gavin gave me his Facebook name, but I wanted to give him a shout-out as well. As For his uh, Xbox name, is Captain Hands, and the, his name, of course, is Gavin. And a shout-out to all the buddies in Wales that listen to the show. Thank you guys for your support. Um, I appreciate the U.K. fans for tuning into the show and listening to my rants. I hope that you guys enjoy it, and I really hope that I can hear from you guys more often. Again, thanks to Gavin Lee Davies, a.k.a. Captain Hands on Xbox. You can look him up if you want to play some Xbox games with him. It's C-A-P-T, Hands, H-A-N-D-Z, on Xbox Live. He closed out with saying that we fucking love the show. P.S. John Cena is a fucking useless piece of dog excrement. Wow. Thanks a lot for that, Gavin. I appreciate the support. With that said, folks, that's going to close it up for this week. I will see you guys next Thursday with another episode of My Take Radio. Hopefully we'll have another guest. Keep your eye on the fan page for that. Peace. Epic NES is going to take us out with Metal Gear this week. You can check them out at myspace.com. Epic NES Band. Again, that's Epic NES, myspace.com slash Epic NES Band. See you guys next week. Mm-hmm.